Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Eternally Kevin. And my name is Daniel Disrespect. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't recognize you with the wig and the mustache. <laughs> and the, yeah, especially the mustache. Which are both unnecessary because you have long hair and a big beard. Listen, we're in my room, so I'm doing stage play. Let's, let's get with no, it. No, no, no. We have a studio. Okay. Don't let don't let the kids at home like not picture us mm-hmm. sitting with some coffee. We have like a studio apartment. And at a big table, and we got two mics. Mm-hmm. That's an illusion. It's one mic. Yeah. yeah. We have a mixing board, and we're real professional. And the cat's running around. The cat is hyped up right that now. That would happen either way. Yeah, you would think she just pooped. Meow for the gamers. Yep. That's the gamer call. <laughs> That's the gamer call. Daniel, this is episode 73. It's September 29th. That's when Claire and Leon arrived in 1998 to Raccoon City. Unbeknownst to them, that Umbrella got to some shit. They had run that town afoul. There's B.O.W.s left and right. There's Zombos. You know what I'm saying? And you got Wesker somewhere around there. You thought he was dead? Nah, He's scheming. Uh, uh, uh. He's a scheming. I couldn't believe when I woke up this yeah. morning that that was the anniversary of it. I was like, whoa, where's it's Kevin on the TL with this news? But you were nowhere to be found. I missed it. I was in yeah. Portland, dude. Too busy I, I drove brunch. Back. I was eating brunch. Portland brunch. You know they make you bust your own tables? They make you do a lot of shit in Portland. They make, they make you of... pump your own gas. Well, no, actually, no, 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 you're no, no, not no. allowed to That's pump your own gas. That's the only thing. You yeah. know, I questioned somebody about yeah. about that. One of, because uh, I went up with our buddy, uh, Irfan, mm-hmm. and one of his buddies was just like, so what's up with that, man? What's going on? He's like, I don't think it's a bad thing. It creates jobs, and they get a little extra pay because they're out there. It's like minimum wage and a half. And I don't need a gas attendant, though. I don't need a gas attendant, yeah. right? And I'm like, but like, you feel like an asshole because you want to just be like, no, man, I got it. I don't need these fools touching my, mm-hmm. touching my car. And it's like... Oh, it creates jobs, and apparently it stops, like, cigarette fires. Yeah, that's a big problem, people being dumb and just smoking up by the fucking tanks. I do want to contest that, though. As somebody that smokes cigarettes, mm-hmm. you know what happens when you throw a lit cigarette into a pile of gasoline? What happens? It goes out. Uh, it, it fucking goes drowned. out. Yes, yeah. correct. You need to have, like, an electric spark or a, a fucking lighter. So all these years of, like, that. movie yeah. action splendor, uh, an action hero drops a cigarette or a cigar into I'm so, a fucking I'm so trail of gasoline. I'm so happy about that, this. I that's have, not a thing that happens. I have that's a venue. I have a venue okay. to share this information. Sure. You know what happens when you take a gun uh-huh. and shoot at a car's gas tank? Okay. You put holes in the car's gas tank. It doesn't fucking explode. <laughs> okay? Because this it, is real life. Was this on Mythbusters? It's not fucking this... Last Action Hero starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and the one guy from Game of Thrones. You know. Not Stannis. The one that dies in the shitter. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, he's... Um, um, the Lannister. The Lannister. King Lannister. <laughs> it's either Tywin or... or... No, it's Lord Tywin. It's Tywin. There we yeah, go. Yeah, it's, it's, there we go. It's their father. He was a bad guy. Yeah. He was wearing a white suit in that. He had a fake eye. Oh, okay. Yeah, great movie. But it's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Here's the point. You need y'all need to stop being so worried. Start smoking your fucking jointies. Mm-hmm. You get and shooting at gas tanks. Listen, it's way quicker. Yeah. Get your Swiffer. <laughs> <laughs> Light up when you're gassing up, man, and see what happens. Wow. No, we don't endorse this. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no, that, that might cause an explosion. So, so, so you were in Portland the last <laughs> yep. two days. That's why we're doing this Sunday recording. That and because I worked earlier right. today. So how how was it? What'd you do? Um, Did you go to any gamer bars? No. Oh, it's a bummer. No, but they do have a cool place. I think it's like Launchpad or... Close. Or what was it? No, keep guessing. Okay, it's uh, Crowd Control. <laughs> Even closer. I'll give you one more guess. Control Pad. Ground Control. Ground <laughs> You were control. so close. Ground yeah, yeah, yeah. Control. Yeah, that's a cool like arcade bar. We went there. on my 30th birthday when we went to Portland, and it was cool. It was a smaller version. Apparently, they've since expanded. It's like two stories, and it's a lot bigger. 
Uh, but we played like Killer Queen Black when we went. Yeah, 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 yeah we did. Uh, we didn't go this time because it decided to fucking uh, storm mm. uh, in Portland when we arrived. Yeah, we're out of the summer. That the summer died. Summer is in a. It was hailing earlier today. I think I like, saw the hearse driving by with summer in it. Yeah, it was bright. In there. there goes that hot girl summer. There goes that hot girl summer's yeah. done now. On now the Fallout Boy. Now it's. Excuse me. What's, <laughs> the, next, what's the next? What's the next? I saw the one on Twitter. I liked it. Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But yeah, Portland was fine. Okay. We just, we just day drank and I ate cheese and stuff, and now my tummy hurts. You always do this to yourself. I do. You gotta take more care. I do do that. Yeah. I do do that. You know what happened this weekend? Uh, that we weren't a part of, yeah. despite the fact that we have our fucking thumbs on the pulse of gamer culture. Where was our invite? I didn't see the invite in the mail, man. Mm. I'm a Twitch affiliate. That's that that's that's big stuff. And I'm like, I have a Twitch account. I know. I put hours in. I exactly. I have at least four subscribers. Yeah. It is the weekend of TwitchCon. It ended today, mm-hmm. day of recording. I've been to TwitchCon once. It, when they did it in, well, they do it in San Diego all the time now, right? Like it was in San Diego this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they did, they did one in... Oh, no, 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 no. I went to the one in San Francisco. Okay. And they did that at the Moscone, which is like the heart of San Francisco. And there's a few problems with doing it in the heart of like any downtown. Traffic. Uh, traffic. Yeah, just tra- for tra- one. Traffic. traffic is like the word. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And the hotel stays a problem. Okay. It's like, hey, kids, I hope you have fucking $500 a night because that's what the Marriott's going to cost because they know you're here and they keep track of events that go on. <laughs> is it typically in California, though? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's always been in Cali because Twitch, Twitch uh, HQ is in SF. Okay. I think the locals call it San Frans. Uh, don't fact check that. Stop it. I'm not. I'm not doing it right now. I know. You're not it seemed anything. pretty dope. Uh, a lot of influencers were out there. A lot of people that I follow on the Twitter and otherwise. Uh, influencers. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two played. Are they influencers these days? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Gotcha. Apparently, they had a big shout out for the Untitled Goose Game when they uh, performed. I, yeah. Yeah, Which yeah. It's pretty awesome. That was good shit. The year that I went, um, Dead Mouse played. Okay. And this this fucker actually left the stage and was like, I'm gonna leave this one on like repeat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he went to go take a piss break and it was just like whatever bullshit that Dead Mouse is, mm-hmm. right? Um Justice is better. Let that always be okay. Known. But uh that was that was a sad one. I don't know. It was a weird one. Okay. It was like because they always do the surprise shows and like that year it was like I don't know. It was weird. Do they not typically announce who like the performer or headliner is going to be? No, they su- they surprise the gamers, dude. They surprise these influencers well, and gamers. The gamers were so surprised by Blake One Eighty Two that they seemed to sleep. They did. like I was looking at videos and nobody <laughs> seemed into it. Yeah, which that is was, a bummer. That was they're kinda what they're from California. I think I they're from understand. like the the San Diego area too. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Man, or Anaheim, well, around there somewhere. Well, I'm very glad that they gave the shout out to the Goose Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, showed their true gamer hearts out there, and okay. they spread themselves for these influencers that probably didn't know who they were. I do want to say there was cause for concern. I saw people tweeting about. I like, wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah, so apparently, like they had a lot of like open alcohol out, just kind of on tables. At, at one of the parties, one of the Twitch sponsored like parties, the first night. There, was, there was definitely like, hey, just grab some beers and da 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 da. I think it was for the partner party, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you need to actually have people that like you, unlike mm-hmm. us, to become a partner. Yeah. And uh, somebody tweeted about that. I think it was actually Ann Munition, who mm-hmm. is a yeah. cool content creator, by the way, always seems to have a good uh, positive energy mm-hmm. about her and making the cool stuff. So, like, it's not a surprise that she is, like, one of the bigger uh, streamers out there. And mm-hmm. she, she mentioned that. And then there's this um, absolute fuckwad uh, called Keemstar. Now, mm-hmm. Keemstar is just, like, this drama culture YouTuber piece of shit. I know shit. nothing about Keemstar. And also, heads up, if you happen to like Keemstar's content and you're listening right now, just turn it off. Turn us off, actually. Yeah. Turn us off. Go away. Fuck off. You're an idiot. Now, 
uh, Keemstar is, I don't know, this is the dude that was fucking, like, saying a bunch of bullshit, um... Uh, like on Twitter about and he's just like oh you're overreacting like mm. oh my god you're gonna you're gonna come at free beer what what are you guys gonna mm. think of next and lo and fucking behold somebody at TwitchCon starts tweeting about how they got roofied because of the open beer policy yeah how about that this is something that I've known about let's go back a couple of years mm-hmm. to RTX that definitely happened I was with a group of people where somebody got fucking roofied because somebody was like dropping shit into water mm-hmm. you know and it was like such a weird situation because like we we're it wasn't even a girl it you was told like me it was guy. like this big dude right it was a bigger dude yeah 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 he was just like hanging out with us and suddenly it just started acting like he was completely trash mm-hmm. and everyone was kind of like wait a second how many beers did this guy have it was mm-hmm. like one wait a second i took him to the bathroom too and he was hurling and everything that mm-hmm. guy could have gotten very well he got ill he could have gotten very very fucked up yeah this girl i think she said she had only had maybe one two beers tops and like she went into the er she basically stopped breathing like she was yeah. very close to like critical condition or dying even. i forgot what they said like the the substance was yeah like there's a word for it cobats or something like crazy yeah. like that i don't know and they said with the mix of alcohol could have killed her yeah yeah so keemstar <laughs> you'll never hear I this mean, but he, uh fuck off you fucking idiot he rescinded it but even still it's just like uh oh. i forget he was like oh I, I was wrong big l for me and it's like dude like people go to these events to have fun there was cause for concern about it from ammunition she was like oh i'm worried that something's gonna happen lo and behold big, some shit big does l, don't huh? make fun of it and don't say big l like big l for me yeah huh? why because you were wrong i hope you choke on that l yeah case in point he's an asshole and also don't roofie people like don't, wait like, a second <laughs> let's look, i want to just i want that to be known hey, just make it clear just try not just, to roofie people no, next like, time you're at a public engagement like why the fuck do people do this like because people are predatory i understand they're absolutely predatory. And they want to take advantage of people at like you know a con or you know take them to a, a absolutely space this or is something i've always known i've worked in conventions <sighs> for three years and people are predatory wherever yeah. there's people it's mm-hmm. not even about like like a like the culture and yes there are issues with gaming culture I, I've, at heard, large. I've heard that it's pretty rampant in the gaming industry it is really rampant mm-hmm. it's super rampant but it, it is one of those things where it's like that's why i call motherfuckers out mm-hmm. you know like and don't don't let this shit pass on by mm-hmm. right especially if you see somebody doing something crazy like oh, i'm gonna pour something into a drink mm-hmm. fucking oust that motherfucker yeah. it's it's got to be so hard to control that amount of alcohol because usually like somebody like they're out of table whatever they'll cover their beer but like this is like i don't even know hundreds of like open cups that anybody yeah. could just throw something yeah, into, yeah, yeah. That, that's another thing that was kind of like no no no, no. It, yeah. it should have been where people like go up to a bar and that's like a readily controlled thing should have been yeah. roped even or like you know somebody should have been like supervising it in some yeah, capacity. for sure and i don't necessarily know that somebody was or wasn't but like it should have been a little more closely watched for sure yeah. for sure because yeah. that, that's the thing you know we, we get and you got to play it careful too mm-hmm. especially as like an attendee even if it's like a partner party right yeah. like it's not like something open like you know free to the public party it was a partner party and this still happened yeah. the example that i had at rtx was a closed party as well mm-hmm. that was not open to every attendee so it's like watch yourself mm-hmm. watch out for your friends be careful about yeah. that kind of thing it's a fun time and that's how your your guard gets down but that is the perfect time yeah. to strike right for these fuckers out there that are willing to hurt people like mm-hmm. this that's when they strike. It sucks because like you want to think you're safe and that you can just have the most fun that you yeah. want to have at these events amongst friends and you know exactly. close company. But like, there's somebody out there who's always willing to take advantage of that space, and we'll stamp them out eventually. We'll fuck these fuckers up. Fuck them up. Until then, don't say stupid bullshit. Yeah, Keemstar. <laughs> 
Uh, sidebar, yeah. in terms of like the convention dealy, to kind of jump off that, dealy. I heard that E3 is changing its format next year. They're changing their format to the, what, what is it, like an influenza? Yeah, a influenza big influencer fun? gathering. <laughs> it's the influ extrav- extravaganza. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, they're doing, so one thing that stood out to me about this, they so they opened it up to the public, right? E3 mm. used to be like a very press-oriented yes. event. And they've created this kind of ecosystem where, hey, there's these big games, big, huge game. People are going to line up for fucking three to four hours mm. of their day. To play this game. You know what we make them do in the meantime? Like, make them play, like, app games or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I I, don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, you fostered this fucking yeah. bullshit. <laughs> now you get to prey on it with your stupid apps and all that? No. No, get out, get out of here, ESA. Get the fuck out of here. You, you're the representatives of our gaming industry? I'm mad this episode, dog. He seems I'm pretty mad. mad. He's living. I, I don't know what's going on. Bulging here, out man. the eyes. Just hearing bullshit left and right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, what have you heard about this this new format that they're doing? Very little other than that, that they were changing the format to a more open influencer-based gathering. I imagine still like gaming companies like, you know, Nintendo, Microsoft, individual second party. First you didn't party name companies. Sony. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if Sony's going to be there. It doesn't seem you like... You did a, not name Sony. Like their, their taste lately to, to throw a conference. Um, and we'll talk about that a little more later with their September state of play and what they've been doing lately there. But yeah, I, I imagine still it's going to be a, a, a space to, you know, obviously display and showcase new up and coming titles, but I feel like it's going to be to a lesser degree. Yeah. Um. So this this is coming from... Because I'm actually... WindowsCentral.com. What? Weird. What is wrong with me? E3 reportedly wants to revamp its image according to leak presentation. Thank you, Asher Madden. That's a cool name. Um, Stage name. Oh, they even have like a little byline, which you need to know. Thank you for this. This is quick. (laughs) You know, the the world's busy. Mm -hmm. I'm getting older. I don't have as many hours in a day as I used to. You don't have time to pump your own gas even. It's still 24. It's still 24 hours, but it's it's getting spent up a little bit more. So what you need to know, E3 is a gaming event that takes place every year. (laughs) we gotta skip ahead a little bit uh e3 isn't as popular as it once was due to the rising popularity of conferences like gamescom yeah i bet somebody from oklahoma is gonna fucking fly out to to germany (laughs) Germany. oh e3 ain't shit dude i'm going to germany this year uh the organizers want to revamp the event so that it's better for the public and an allegedly leaked presentation revealed these plans let's see We've highlighted some of the main points below. However, the focus here appears to be on the experiences instead of an overflow of traditional booths. Yeah, fuck your booths. Or maybe because they didn't have any booth space sold out this year. uh, There will be eight experience hubs in the middle of the traditional booths. There may be a strong focus on celebrities and other influential people to play. This is is a stickler. So they really like the fact that people went crazy and memefied uh, Keanu Reeves Mm -hmm. showing up on stage. So now they're going to continue getting people. Celebrification of E3. Like, what, what's going to happen? You and McGregor is going to show up on stage with, <laughs> with his, fucking Mary with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, there may be an industry only day before the event opens up to the public. Okay. E3 wants to focus on social good to become more popular with younger people. Social good. That's now, weird. Social good <laughs> is this concept of. Hey, we're a big brand, mm. but traditional advertising doesn't work anymore. Mm. We need word of mouth 
to spread our shit. We need that mouth-to-mouth resuscitation for like Burt's Bees needs the kids talking about their fucking my lips taste like bees. Here's the thing. It's E3. It's not like a it's fucking E3. ma pa gaming convention. Like it is one of the biggest known conventions year over year. Like right. 24, 25 years running now. But they're not the only game in town anymore, right? They're starting to look like the old fogies in this situation, especially against uh, events like PAX, well, which are very fan-oriented. You know? So and and now that you have like Nintendo doing their directs, mm-hmm. Xbox doing whatever thing that they think that makes them relevant, and then you have the PlayStation directs, that's a new name that I'm calling them, yeah. that these companies are realizing, oh my god, I don't need to spend fucking $200,000 to show up at a booth where only like fucking no, really 0.005% of our audience is ever going to see or hear about this. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. So the relevancy factor is going down, right? So yeah. they need that social good, baby. Yeah, but they like here's it. the thing, like, okay, so you're pushing towards a more like public space with you know, influences and crowds, obviously, but only giving one day to like media and actual people of influence in the industry to like come in and like, you know, get behind the scenes stuff seems like, wouldn't you want those experience more in their hands? Like in, you know, publications and Greg Miller types, you know? Well, what do you want me to have Greg Miller do? I mean, I'll talk about like with the behind the scenes stuff, like, you know, those interviews that they're having with devs or, you know, people from certain gaming companies. Oh, the, uh, the evangelization, yes. right? Of that shit. I mean, I would rather see somebody of knowledge and know, like evangelize what is happening than these fucking like young influencers. Right. Uh, and I, I mean, know that's, I know that, that starts to stem into like a different conversation, yeah. but it's something that does kind of like bother me. Right. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've been like spooling over in my head, which is I feel like we're moving away from what's the word here from kind of thoughtful criticism Mm -hmm. and going straight into just enthusiast media essentially and that's not always a bad thing Mm -hmm. right you know in some degrees we could be considered enthusiast media and whatnot you know but like a podcast that's all like evangelizing nintendo Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but the thing is you start to kind of like have a bias that people like, mm-hmm. right? Like people go to you because they know you are going to give them a certain opinion about something that aligns with theirs. Yeah, and I think that's fine. Yeah. That, in fact, that's why I choose certain like you mm-hmm. know outlets and such where it's like, hey, I I know that I kind of agree with a lot of their opinions, so that's why I'm interested in what they're hearing. But there's like a different bent to that, right? Where you have certain influencers out there, a lot of influencers, they don't work for like a, a media outlet. Mm-mm. Essentially, they they are you know their own media company. Right, they're yeah. their own boss, essentially, and so it only benefits them to be like, oh, fucking, yeah, this this goddamn game is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love this yeah. game. Let me do some funny Let's Plays and all that. Because they're obviously working with the company, too, and endorsed Bing! by them, you know, and they always have to shout it out, too. Go! And the problem that I'm seeing is that, you know, there's a lot of fans out there that are like, they prefer that kind of content mm-hmm. over the thoughtful criticism, and then they start looking at criticism and saying that, oh, you're just being cynical. Mm-hmm. And they get dismisses of it. Uh, dismissive of it. I'm sorry. Blue Moon number one right now mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of upsetting right because it's like they're not being critical because mm-hmm. they're assholes dude it's because they love gaming they understand it they want to unspool it mm-hmm. they want to like look at the mechanisms behind it and share with you what works what doesn't work and how it can improve yeah and if your takeaway is like oh, i don't want to hear that i want to hear that the next zelda is fucking amazing it's like yeah well then you hear go the, to a youtuber you right? hear the flip side with that too where uh these people who are working closely with companies like nintendo or i don't know ubisoft and they get these early copies or previews and then they get called like corporate shills you know 
know, mm-hmm. for like having that relationship. And it's like, well, and it's so weird because it's like your YouTubers are the corporate chills. Yeah, they're the ones that are on the uptake from like your EAs and, and your respawns mm-hmm. and whoever. Now I'm sorry, respawn. I well, don't mean that. It's EA's fault. This is why I like going to like a company like kind of funny because they yeah they have these close relationships and they get a lot of early copies and stuff like that. But they're like, hey, we're gonna yeah. disclose it and we're still gonna be us. Like we're still gonna talk about this game how we want to talk right. about it and like we're not gonna um what's the word sacrifice that sugarcoat it or sacrifice it so yeah i mean and you know i and like i like having that relationship but at the same time i don't go to kind of funny for like this deep dive analysis to like rip apart stuff sometimes they give it sometimes yeah sometimes they give it to you but they they become more of like we're an entertainment platform Mm -hmm. right yeah and that's why i still like written media right i still like going to you know like you know your your jason schreiers out Mm -hmm. there they're gonna pick apart something because it's like i don't give a shit we got blacklisted from fucking bethesda i'm still gonna tell you what their games are like you know Uh, i like how inside gaming approaches it too I love how inside. Actually, I I love inside gaming. I mm. watch it every episode that, that comes out, and it's something that I, I haven't shared on the this podcast. I don't think before, mm. but I really enjoy how they do stuff. They, well, they, they kind of had a revival lately. Um, I mean, they were around for with like the Machinima days, mm-hmm. and that went under. And then when Machinima went, Machinima went up for grabs, uh, the company that owns Rooster Teeth grabbed it mm-hmm. all up. Yeah, but uh, did we talk about in the last episode that Rooster Teeth had a bunch of layoffs? No, we didn't. I think we had it written in, but we took it out. We took it out? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, it happened. <laughs> well, it happened. I don't know if it'll end up saying <laughs> yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. but whatever. No, it's okay. This episode's a spitball because we didn't uh, write out this episode. No, not at all. It's going to be fast and loose. We have some fast written stuff that we're going to fucking pivot around and have fun with. We got some more Borderlands talk we're going to talk at the end. Untitled I, Goose Game Talk. I got some Goose Game Talk for you. I want, I want to hear about the goose on the loose, but first, let the people know. What are we? We're about 20 minutes in. We haven't done housekeeping. Nice. Fuck it. We are The Save Room, the only gaming podcast that you can experience in VR. We don't recommend it. It does have smell-o-vision. Mm-hmm. Now, you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Play, RSS feeds around the web. And that's it. Yeah. That's all. Not CastBox. <laughs> Definitely not CastBox. Definitely not CastBox. Kevin is in a last... fucking uh, turf war with the owner. Listen, dude, I <laughs> we like to call this churn, mm-hmm. this email churn that I'm having. Still? I've tried to convince him a few. So the last proposition <laughs> I, was that he wants, to, this bit. he wants to talk to me, right? Yeah. He wants to talk to me. Uh, Billy CastBox. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to fly me out to Wyoming okay. to meet him at his like winter cabin. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who else is going to be there. Like, I don't know if, like, he's going to, like, introduce me to his, like, wife and kids and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, do I wear a suit? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? Or is he going to hunt me? Is he going to hunt me, Daniel? <laughs> is it going to be, like, the dangerous game? You know? Or maybe he's just going to take you to his, like, pleasure palace. It's a yeah. cabin. It's a cabin in the woods, man. Is that a pleasure <laughs> palace for that man? For hunters, yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> for someone like you, it might be a little uncomfortable. And will he give me a head start? Or is that, like, you know, is it going to be, like, five minutes, an hour? What's it gonna, I, I don't know. I don't know. He starts counting the second you enter the property. <laughs> this is going to develop. Yeah. It's yeah, going to yeah. develop. Anyway. anyway. But if you don't want to hear us, you can watch us. And mute us. And mute us. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, they can find you streaming at Dungeons and Daniels at twitch.tv. That is true. I was live this weekend uh, over at TwitchCon playing PUBG with Dr. Disrespect and all of my favorites. Nice, dude. No, I wasn't. I didn't know they had that hookup in the urinals. <laughs> oh my god. No, they were doing that though for sure where there were a lot of like uh popular streamers having like timed events where they were like, okay, between like eleven thirty and one I'm gonna stream like Apex Legends or this or that. I wasn't a part of it though, because I'm a I'm a small fish in that big Twitch pond. We gotta get you to affiliate two K 20 mm-hmm. <laughs> 2k20 is, is, the is goal. about getting you affiliate yeah. status right because daniel does these day streams right they're hot he does these they're hot as fuck people love them 
he decides like, oh, I'm going to play some Days Gone for like a couple hours. Yeah. And it's usually like 12 hours. And then uh, fucking 83 people like jump in mm. and they're all like, we like we like the cut of your jib. My goal is to usually sit down for three hours, but then I get to this point where like I push it a little further, and then yeah. or I get stuck in a boss tussy with with an enemy or something. I'm like, oh, one a more tussie? go, one more. A, a tussy, a tough one, a boss tussy. Yeah, who knows? Uh, where <laughs> like gotta be I, I might somewhere. get stuck on something, yep. and I keep pushing myself. I'm like, one more try, one more try, and what was supposed to be like a 15 minute little boss fight became an hour. And then I'm like, well, I did that. Now I have to do the next thing. And then it becomes True. a five-hour stream as a result. True. So, I don't know. I we like call it. call that gaming addiction. Yeah. We talked about that on an episode a while the ago. The Who classified it. <laughs> Not the band. But I like the big streams. Uh, my community seems to like it just because it gives them time to come in and out. They can lurk. Um, a lot of time it's, it is during the day when people are at work. So, like, people like Vargi or Chelsea will just put me on while they're doing their day-to-day stuff or, you know, they're at the office. And then, like, they're like, all right, well, I'm driving home now. Maybe I'll catch you when I'm home. And they'll continue the stream if, if I'm still on when they're home. So, it's nice. Yeah, I, I, I tend – I'm sorry I don't catch your streams. Like, I tend not to watch Twitch mm-hmm. while I'm at work because yeah. I'm usually just, like, in the You're bathroom stalls crying. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I'm working. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> My I'm numbers so. make you cry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's definitely what's making me cry. Um, but uh, you, you didn't really have a segue for me on uh, me streaming. Well, you don't watch me stream, but I definitely watch <laughs> you stream. And also, also participate with you over at twitch.tv slash the red. It was good. We nailed that. Yeah, we've been streaming a lot over there. It's been a lot of Borderlands Three. The game is back, riding that stallion, that that butt stallion. You know when you eat McDonald's every day Mm -hmm. of the week, yeah, for every meal, you look like me. That's how I feel playing a lot of Borderlands Three, right? Mm You know, it's like the first day, it's like God damn, this Big Mac is good, but the second day is like God damn, my shits are just streamy mm. getting bloated <laughs> day three oh i'm a little agitated <laughs> it's like a, it's a gaming like yeah. guilty pleasure full of like those like sure. things that you that you love that you just mindlessly consume but it's too much of a a dumb thing and a good thing after a while where you're like i might have overdone it yeah yeah um, i think that's where i'm kind of at with that game right now mm-hmm. but we we'll get into our impressions of borderlands after yeah. after uh you know later in it's the episode it's crazy because it took me we we played with uh, Chelsea and Dave a bunch, and yep. we started separate classes for that. Like, uh, I'm a siren in that go, and you're doing the gunner. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're just doing shit, whatever, whatever. We're having fun, and I'm not paying so attention to any of the story. No. And, like, no. we're drinking when it's happening, too, so I get whisked away, and I'm like, okay, where are we now? What's going on? What are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. But I've been able to take a slower, more meticulous approach, like, you know, my single-player endeavors with uh, Moe's the gunner, and I'm taking it in, smelling, you know, the roses and taking the scenery and enjoying it a bit more. But as I, like, you were in Portland yesterday, and I sat down and played it probably for, like, eight hours, and by the end, I was like, man, I had too much of this game today. Yeah. Like, I was just like, that was too much. It was great. Yeah. I had fun. But it was it was mindless after a while. It got a little mindless. So. I, I think I've talked about this issue before with Anthem, mm-hmm. right? Which is, the game is very, very, like, dialogue heavy mm-hmm. for an online multiplayer title. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty difficult, right? Because, you know, like, I'm, we're chilling at a party with four people. I cannot pay attention yeah. to the story. I cannot pay attention to, like, fucking ceaseless dialogue mm. from a quest giver as i'm going along because it's like dude i'm hearing four voices at once and they're loud about it in those borderlands they're loud those pandorans about that are the screaming at you they won't shut the fuck up no. they're screaming because it's so hot and people get murdered and there's skags everywhere mm. it's crazy yeah they won't shut up but we've been having fun there we've been using our circle bikes and causing mischief and mayhem and circle bikes no circle, it's circle bike. car 
Circle car. Oh, yeah, circle car, whatever. Circle car. Take, take you far in the stars. Circle car. Circle car. But yeah, we'll talk about that a little more at the yep. end because yep, 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 I, yep. I have a lot more impressions. When we sat down last time, That's I good. played seven minutes of it. That's and true. I have, it's like, it seems like an uneven painted impression of how I feel about the game. I yeah. do like it. I do. It's it's good, not great for me. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you're going to attack all Borderlands fans like you did on the last episode? No, 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 no. no? I was a little, I was a little harsh. You're a little harsh on, on the Borderlands that. fans, and I just, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on my Gearbox soapbox gotcha. right here and be like, "Hey guys, I'm sorry. sorry. You're still annoying, but you're allowed to love the things you love." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was a Keemstar apology if yeah, you ever yeah. heard one. Big L for me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Daniel, we do have some news items on here mm. uh, that we should get through. We actually have... There's a lot. Nine items to fucking get Holy through. Holy shit. Whoa! But don't worry. It's going to be mm. some flying by. It's a nine-sided star. It's... What the hell would that look like? <laughs> <laughs> Number one on here is that the PS5... Oh, yes. I mm. said it. The PlayStation 5 will be energy efficient and gadgets talking about sony mm-hmm. says the playstation 5 won't waste as much energy as the ps4 okay. it's coming from georgina torbett give a click if you can but a highlight on here is that jim ryan president and ceo of sony interactive entertainment has that been like a thing since the last time we talked about the president and ceo i think so he's been it's president been CEO ryan? for a while now weird okay yeah. announced the plans <laughs> as part of the playing for the planet initiative I don't know about this one, yeah. which aims to making the gaming industry more sustainable. To make the PS5 more power efficient, it will use an integrated system on a chip uh, in which the components are held on a single substrate. Follow along. Mm-hmm. And it will also offer an energy saving suspend to RAM mode. This allows users to suspend gameplay on their device using much less power than the previous PS4 at around 0.5 watts. Now, if 1 million owners decide to take advantage of this power-saving feature, Sony estimates that would save an amount of electricity equivalent to the average use of 1,000 homes in the U.S. That hmm. is pretty neat. Now, That's keep awesome. in mind, this yeah. is the energy-saving mode, so it's like when you suspend your shit, yeah. right? Which you do a lot. I do that a lot. Yeah. I do that very much so. In fact, I came home and turned on the PlayStation after being gone for like a day and a half, mm-hmm. and Borderlands is still suspended, and I'm just like, damn, I'm hurting the planet. Mm-hmm. Borderlands is hurting the planet. Yeah. That's not a surprise. Not a surprise. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I I like knowing that, well, first of all, it's saving us money. Yes, of course. <laughs> right? Like if you're a homeowner, apartment owner, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's electricity out of the bag right there, right? And I like that they're thinking about these kind of things. It's like, what is our footprint as a company, mm-hmm. right? And I want to see more of that from corporations, especially in gaming, because I feel like, you know, you you hear from your Amazons, you hear from your Microsofts mm-hmm. talking about how they don't want to, you know, they don't want to leave too much of a big uh, carbon footprint. Yeah. I think Amazon especially promised that they were going to, like, try to reduce uh, fuel emissions from their FCs. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what's happening there. But... That's awesome. But what are they yeah. doing for the Amazon rainforest? Nothing. And okay. um, <laughs> so I think it's, I don't know. I'm not too fucked up about it. And I think we need to start making a lot more deliberate moves Mm -hmm. to combat climate control. I think it's important, too, as we march into this big 
technology-driven future, these mm-hmm. companies that might be like, you know, I don't want to say it in a negative way, but like, you know, obviously tearing down land or deforesting to make, you know, room for landlines or cell towers or this or that to be more responsible in that space and make these devices that are more energy efficient or use alternative methods, you know, because mm-hmm. like very clearly our planet is dying. We're obviously moving to this this future of technology, but like, you know, if you're a big head in the, in the industry one way or another, gaming or... uh farming meat industry like what are you doing to help save the planet on top of that yeah i think that's pretty cool i think that's a good thing and i think that i like that the uh, playstation 5 has these features in Mm. it you know Uh, it doesn't fuck up anybody's day to Mm. use it everyone's gonna use a spend feature at one point or another right on thank you for doing this playstation but if me and my closest hundred friends were out in the arctic playing our ps5s are the ice caps gonna melt any slower now i don't know about ps5 Mm -hmm. but i can guarantee you your ps4 pro. if you had a ps4 pro <laughs> there would be no ice <laughs> there would be nothing we would just be drowning under the tundra with these fucking suspended <laughs> ps4s oh death strip <laughs> <laughs> like underneath the water you're gonna need a ladder <laughs> oh it's gonna be great all right i got a next one on here mm. for you thank you sony for all that yeah. you do for our that, didn't they announce that uh after their state of play in the playstation blog mm. Mm. i thought they did they can announce things whenever they want <laughs> i'll take it up number two <laughs> <laughs> was that like a yes and moment like you wanted a yes and like, oh in fact jim ryan came out <laughs> And he said, God damn, that Last of Us Part 2 looks hot as fuck. But let's talk about climate change. You know what's not hot? Our PlayStation 5s, because they are energy efficient. Let me tell you. Fucking slaps the roof of a PS5 and says, you can fit all sorts of wattage in this something. I hate that you sound like a Borderlands character right now. Fuck. See, now I gave you a reason to keep it in. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, goodness. Number two on here. Fallout 76 Par... Oh, God. <laughs> Forgot about this. It's been a year. It's been a year. Fallout 76 Power Armor helmets have been recalled. The one that came in the special edition have been recalled because of mold concerns. Oh, my God. God. You're going to need a lot of right away for that. First of all, dude... <laughs> I feel like Fallout 76 is the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, like, is there any good publicity to come out of this title? Like, whatsoever? Can you think of, like, one good, like, oh, yeah, that's a feel-good story? Because it, it seems like, hey, it turns out that Fallout 76 discs are b- built on bones. Child bones. <laughs> like, what? what is it? Well, the game came out. I didn't hear any stories about Crunch regarding Bethesda in the last uh, 12 months, and nobody got fired or laid off, so silver lining. You know, these helmets, yeah, they got mold. Yeah, there were fake backpacks. Yeah, Todd Bucks, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hooray, Todd Bucks. <laughs> so th- this comes from uh, Polygon. Uh, thank you, Charlie Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on here is that the helmet, produced by Chronicle Collectibles. Mm-hmm. The leading in collectibles. And, and sold online by GameStop, originally retailed for a hundred and forty nine ninety nine. That's a lot of money to spend on mold. According to unboxing videos on YouTube, the Nuka Cola theme helmet is nearly identical to the standard gray helmet included with the Fallout seventy six collector's edition. What is this? So it's like a different edition than the collector's edition? Than the Power Vault really, edition? Yeah. Um, an announcement made on the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission website, that is the CPSC, that's something that I uh, deal with a lot at mm. work, warned that the inner liner of the helmet can contain dangerous levels of 
mold. Here's a quote here. Mold can be present on the fabric insert inside the helmet, posing a risk of respiratory or other infections in individuals with compromised immune systems. Don't have asthma. Damage lungs. I'm fucked. Or, you have asthma? I used to. You used to? Yeah. I grew just, out of it. Just got out of that. Yeah. Huh? Well, it was a childhood asthma, and you can actually grow out of that. Gotcha. You think I'm yeah. going to grow out of my lactose intolerance? Probably not. Okay. Stop eating pizza. I won't. And drinking pumpkin spice lattes. I love them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, if you have damaged lungs or an allergy to mold, please don't do that. This, <laughs> this is what the recall notice said. Around 20,000 units were made. They couldn't have known that. What do you I, mean? Mold grows on everything. I had a blanket that I pulled out for ear fawn the other night. Shit was clean. I was sitting gum. in my closet. I was gum. No, you're like, oh, there's cum all over it. No, I I <laughs> laid it out. That shit was mold, dude. It was definitely gum. It was that shit was just sitting in my moist like closet all summer. Gotcha. It wasn't cum, roommates. I clean my cum. <laughs> he cleans his cum. Yeah. <laughs> That's a safe room promise. And the star swipes across <laughs> the screen. Okay. So um, don't buy this. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know that uh, Fallout 76 is, is meant to have a an amazing end story. I think it's just going to be tire fire after tire fire. After I tire think fire. I want an entire novel uh-huh. about the I want the, Jason the Schreier of Fallout 76. <laughs> to write about it. Yeah, well, that, that boy is busy. Mm. He just had a baby. Oh, sick. Congrats, Jason, Jason. Schreier. You know what? What? Speaking of, and he's Jason also Trier. busy being mad on the internet. He's mad again. <laughs> Here's why. Apparently, uh, Square Enix revealed the. Are they Square Enix these days? Square Enix. Square Enix. I'm a time traveler, so it's really confusing. Sometimes it's Square, sometimes it's Squaresoft. No, it it's... hasn't been Squaresoft since like 2001, dude. Oh my god, it's been a while. Jesus, a while. Christ. Anyway, uh, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake cover art was revealed. It looked dope. Mm-hmm. It is basically a remake. Of the, of original. the original cover yeah. yeah and well jason trier is upset because he thinks that the final fantasy 7 remakes box art is really misleading mm-hmm. he tweeted that last week why does he think it's misleading my friend uh because it in no way or part advertises that it is part one of a greater series part one yeah it just says Final Fantasy VII Remake. What do you mean, dog? Basically insinuating what you that it's the whole game. Yeah, well, 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 yeah, exactly. It's Final Fantasy VII. What are you talking about? Daniel, what are you talking about? What do they do? What do you mean, parts? Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. Square's Square, not talking about no parts. Square Enix? They're money grubbers, and they're going to get you a fucking six times over with Holy this game. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't doubt that this game will come out in no less than three parts. No less than three parts? Yeah, no less than three Could parts. Could be four. Um, so that's the thing that apparently is that... Listen, I feel like if you're like following along with an FF7 remake, you, mm-hmm. you've heard that, mm-hmm. right? Well, we've talked about it That before. it's not the full game, yeah. right? I mean, it is a full game. Mm-hmm. It's just not a full remake of FF7. I think it'll definitely be a complete act in, in terms yes. of Midgar and following Cloud and that, that close-knit group in that area. And there will be a resolution moment where they leave or maybe after they leave, maybe after they reunite with Vincent or whatever, whatever. But... It is not the whole story, is the problem. No, no, no. no. Not, not to downplay the fact that it's still going to be like a 30 to 50 hour game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. By their they account. put a lot of love and care into it. Yeah, and they expanded in a lot of areas, and a lot of the stuff that you remember from the Midgar areas mm-hmm. is going to be there. But, 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 there is a little bit of ground to stand on from mm-hmm. what he's saying, right? Like, for me, I'm not fucked up about it. Like, I understood that. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Like, do you think there's going to be consumer walking in, going like, "Oh shit, it's been 20 years. Mm-hmm. They remade like my favorite RPG, and they don't know that they're not getting like a complete remake mm-hmm. of the game." I think it's very possible. There are people who don't follow 
gaming industry news as closely as right. we do, or even like you know lesser so than we do, uh, they might not know. Or parents might be like, "Oh yeah, it's uh, my kid's birthday is in April. I'm gonna get them the new Final Fantasy. Oh, this will do. This is all of it, you know." And they don't know because it's not advertised, unless they're gonna advertise it like on the back in a description. But no. I don't no. think it's gonna be that either. No, definitely not. And there's no there's no to be continued on the fucking like advertising on the back of the box. My thing is like they can advertise it as Final Fantasy VII remake in this PS4 era, but how are they going to transition the next titles into the PS5? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to do a whole rebranding uh, idea in terms of like you remember Star Wars when it came out? It wasn't called A New Hope; Star it was just Star Wars. Yeah, and then Star when Wars. like you know added Episode Five and Six, then it became Star Wars: A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, so on. So, like, I there is potential for them to rebrand it in the PS5 era. Maybe, like, you know, Final Fantasy Fact check. 7 Remake 2, Final Fantasy 7 Remake 3, Fact check. Part 1 and 2. When did they add the episode monikers to Star Wars? Maybe it was during the re-release. Here is some information for when did Star Wars become a new hope. According to Inverse, on April 10th, 1981, roughly a year yeah. after The Empire Strikes Back was released in theaters, 20th Century Fox and Lucasfilm re-released the original film, too. <laughs> Two. Ooh. Okay. Only this time, George Lucas decided that episode four and a new hope to the famous opening mm-hmm. crawl. It happened in 1981. Interesting. So it was definitely after no, the fact. So no, I feel like something similar that. could happen here. But it also gets weird moving into the cross-generational leap where it's like PS5 is going to be backwards compatible. Yeah, they're not going to keep on making these for PS4. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like, there's no way. No. And then the other thing that uh, I think people were talking about, it's like, oh, what if this is like, you know, kind of the the final fantasy 7 remake is like the foundation and mm. they continue to like add digitally the other chapters i don't think so and i gotta tell you kids at home no that's not gonna happen well you're gonna fucking you're gonna buy 60 dollars games you're gonna buy three separate 60 dollars games especially because this one comes out on two blu-ray discs. at least three yeah so keep that in mind they square enix to date does not know how many episodes mm-hmm. final fantasy 7's remake will spread across <laughs> They don't know. That's why they haven't announced it. That's why. That's probably why they didn't put a fucking like, oh, part one on here. Well, that I feel like you could have put part one, and that would have been safe. You know, safe for what? Just like understanding. Like, yeah. I, I feel like from a marketing standpoint, like there's somebody screaming their head off, going like, please don't put episode one on this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't promise when episode two is coming out. That's the first question somebody's gonna ask. What if they subtitle it though? You know, like. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Escape from Midgar. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Battle with Sephiroth. Gotcha. You know, like, have these, like, epic pinnacle moments for it. Right, and I, I think that you start getting into brand confusion <laughs> yeah. at that point, right? Because people go like, so wait, is this a remake or, like, a sequel or a prequel? Mm-hmm. Because they already fucking dove into that well with, like, Final Fantasy VII, Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, exactly. Final Fantasy VII, Crisis Core. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, it's it's like, so confusing. So people are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, it's easier to be like, it's Final Fantasy VII, and just, like, walk away and be like, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen in the next two years. Yeah. Also, when they were uh, pressed about how long it's going to take to actually develop the extra parts, they said, a about the same amount of time. Oh my god. Now keep in mind, Final Fantasy VII Remake as we know it today didn't really undergo uh-huh. full-fledged development until like maybe like four years ago. Yeah, it was in a different studio's hand, right? Uh, originally it was with CyberConnect2 mm-hmm. who did a lot of the Naruto games and um, Asura's Wrath. Shout out to Asura's nice. Wrath. But um, apparently they didn't like how it was going so uh-huh. Square Enix said let's, let's go for broke internal this, uh, well, develop this internally. Mm-hmm. I and... respect that decision first and foremost as a mm-hmm title that's so beloved in sony history and as a like a fucking 
pillar JRPG as well. Like, give it the care it needs and deserves because people are looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than be like, hey, a third-party studio is going to, like, focus on this. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, But I I do agree that, yeah, there's probably a little bit of confusion around Mm -hmm. this, right? But here's what's going to happen, man. There's going to be an episode two, Mm -hmm. and that shit's not coming on PS4 again. It's going to be PS5 titles. Mm -hmm. And while it may be, like, a backwards compatible sort of situation, Mm -hmm. because of what the PS5 is... I think they're still going to try to fucking, like, re-release this game when each chapter I think they're out. going to, yeah. They're going to release the first yeah. iteration again. They're going to be separate SKUs. It's going to be confusing. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. There's no way it's just going to be digital add-ons. No fucking And way. I've also seen online people going like, oh, well, uh, the extra episodes need to be cheaper than 60 bucks." And I was like, no, it's not going to happen. Not, hell no. Especially if they're taking four no, years not. of development time and assets yeah. and, like, all that. No. Hell no. Hell no. And then people have the argument too where it's like, well, I'm not buying the complete remake, so is it worth 60 bucks? Mm-hmm. This should be cheaper. It's still a 30 to 50 hour fucking game. Yeah, and they expanded game. on that content greatly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a 60 bucks game. I would understand if we got our hands on it, right? And we walked away yeah. from it in March and we're like, oh, this didn't feel complete in any sense or way. I'm like, yeah, maybe the next one should be like Yeah, if 50 it took you 40. like fucking like eight hours to beat yeah. the game, it would be like, maybe this shouldn't have been hyped up this way. But then again, fucking Call of Duty's campaigns are eight hours and you mm-hmm. still buy that every year for 60 bucks. So, and games actually are worth more than 60 bucks. It's just that the market yeah. has decided that this is as far as we're going to go. With yeah, titles. inflation really should have video games right now like 80 to 100 bucks. It's very true. Because they were at that price for a while, like in the Genesis Nintendo days. Mm-hmm. Like Super Nintendo. Super Did where they were? Fucking yeah. Donkey Kong Country. I remember seeing an advertisement. It was 120 bucks. Mm. I was like, what the fuck? This is insane. Well, this sucks and it's confusing, obviously, but, it, you know, at the end of the day, we're still going to buy each version that comes out, and when they release a complete edition for 200 bucks, our dumb gamer bitch selves are going to be out there buying it. Dumb gamer bitch self, it's my weaker shadow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. We got a lot. All right, number four, my friend, simply Batman Court of Owls. It looks like WB Montreal is mm-hmm. creating a new installment of the Batman Arkham titles Mm -hmm. essentially almost at asylum uh they previously handled batman arkham origins which i still vouch for this Mm -hmm. day had an amazing boss fight with deathstroke Mm -hmm. did not get a remastered edition what the fuck it's like the redheaded stepchild of the Arkham games. Doesn't make any they don't goddamn give sense. Give it any fucking attention or mind. Had fucking Troy Baker as the Joker, my dude. Yeah, but the originals had Mark Hamill. So. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, WB Montreal on Batman Day, okay. uh, 80th anniversary of Batman being a thing. Holy shit. 80. I can't believe that. 80, dog. 1939 is when Batman originally came out. That if that math checks yeah. out, then yes. Okay. Yes. He came out. Did he start out like beating up Nazis? Like what? Uh, out, like... That was Captain America. Um, yeah, yeah. He started out murdering people, actually. Okay. Originally, he would like shoot people with a gun. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of evolved that at a certain point. Okay. I actually don't think he got the whole like, I refuse to kill uh, background until like fucking 30 years <laughs> into mm-hmm. his character. Before that, he was fucking strangling people. Yeah. He was like dropping them off of helicopters and laughing and high-fiving Robin. Yeah, it was He great. had a lot of dark arcs in the very beginning. I forget the exact author who like um, made him that way. But then there like further people came along and they're Bob like, Kane. no. Huh? Bob Kane. Bob Kane, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. And I don't, was that the Dark Knight uh, run or was that something else? Oh, if you're talking about the Dark uh, Dark Knight series, mm-hmm. like or Dark Knight Returns and all mm-hmm. that, that's Frank Miller. Frank, oh, Frank Miller is the okay. one that gave that kind well, that, of like, And that was well after. Really dark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was 80s, dude. Yeah, yeah, okay. he, my, my dude was already in his 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but 
uh, Court of Owls is a pretty one of the bigger arcs out there. I mm-hmm. think Scott Schneider uh, worked on that with a bunch of other writers and mm-hmm. artists and all that. And I I haven't read it. I really want to go back and no. like fucking. We were get supposed the to look backs. into it before we sat down and recorded. Yeah, we can't talk yeah, on yeah, it yeah, no, at no, all. We can't talk about the story itself. Yeah. Um. But 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 we can talk on the games. I love the games. Mm-hmm. I think Arkham Knight was great, but. Rocksteady kind of did this whole outro Mm -hmm. at the end. Won't spoil anything for you guys, even though it's a game from 2015, but Mm -hmm. they're definitely like, this is done, right? And so we have to do a prequel at this point. Uh, The Court of Owls is an organized crime group in secret society appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. They have secretly existed since colonial times in Gotham City. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a cool arc from what I hear. I I wanted to pick it up... uh, online it'd be cool to read on the my flight to new york yeah so it's pretty dope but the whole big rumor was that when sony announced that they were doing a state of play Mm -hmm. for last week everyone said oh yeah they're going to announce this there Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen right in fact sony didn't really have anything that wasn't like in-house brew or exclusive to the playstation if it was a third party uh yeah i don't think this is going to be exclusive game whatsoever no and for some reason i don't think sony would get the first like chomp at revealing it either no yeah for some reason i I don't feel that way really you think microsoft yeah i mean back in the uh arkham city days microsoft had like a close little advertising relationship i personally i I don't know i don't even know this is going to be a current gen game right i don't think so like it could be a ps5 game and that's yeah. why we're like we're hearing about court of owls but we're not seeing like a reveal yet there's right? no way it's a current gen game if we haven't even seen anything so much as a trailer ah uh, i don't know teaser or a bulk shot or yo anything. yeah yeah there is all we got was a logo listen there's rumors of wb montreal working on this game mm-hmm. for fucking years right they surfaced like two years back mm-hmm. so it might track that it will be still be like a current gen game and maybe mm-hmm. it's like what a late stage reveal right like we get it at next e3 it's coming out maybe. in the fall like who knows i think it'd be cool i think we need another batman game oh for sure honestly i think the the market is definitely void of like that awesome style of like beat em up well, uh Spider-Man did it. spider-man did it yeah but you know spider-man did it because you know batman walked so spider-man could swing and fly you know <laughs> like <laughs> that game wouldn't exist without I batman like arkham city i like that um was there traditionally uh like a release track with the arkham games like was there big hype beforehand i don't remember too much in terms of like their marketing campaigns or like how they released me neither dog. yeah i they just came out and i was like cool I thought one of them was announced at, like, the Game Awards mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Yeah, they just kind of show you, like, hey, by the way, here it is. <laughs> like, we're going to make it. It's All coming right. out. I want to say this right now. Yeah. I think the first reveal we get of this game yeah. is at the Game Awards in December. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I, I say December. Jeff Keighley's going to have it. Jeff has He's it. He's going to show it to the gamers, and we're going to love it. He has it in his back pocket, yeah. man. He's got it, dude. Yo, talk to me about this next one on here. The next one on here, Borderlands 3 has become 2K's fastest-selling game. All right, this is from IGN, written by Alicia Judge. Borderlands 3 publisher 2K says the looter shooter sold over 5 million copies during its first five days on the market, making it the fastest-selling game in the company's history. What, what, what? That's awesome. That works out at 50% more sales than Borderlands 2 during the same launch window, a game which went on to sell over 22 million units. Well, fuck. 
the gamers certainly love this game mm-hmm. let me tell you what um yeah and uh, I, I know randy pitchard was sharing on his twitter like uh record breaking um mm-hmm. concurrent users mm-hmm. across the board bigger than borderlands 2 and all that mm-hmm. yeah people have been waiting for this one people have been waiting for this one and they are balls deep in the b-lands <laughs> it's interesting too because like it well hold on sorry from randy and the 2k mouth themselves it says quote borderlands 3 delivered the highest pre-order sales figure to date for a 2k title as well as broke pre-order records with the epic game store initial sales of borderlands 3 have exceeded the label's expectations and in particular pc sales of the title through the epic game store have been incredibly strong you hear that gamers you hear it epics prevailed you hear it it sold really well there that's an interesting thing too mm-hmm. that i've been hearing a conversation about where we we get a lot of naysayers about the epic game store there's some valid reasons out there there's some not as valid reasons mm-hmm. out there but uh overall like that every time that we hear about an exclusive mm-hmm. the internet blows up for a while but the actual sales numbers say that a lot of people don't give a shit mm-hmm. they're willing to fucking bite okay. that bullet and just Play it on the Epic yeah. Game Store. That doesn't really make a difference for them. No, a game like game. Borderlands, people want to play. They have to play. It's a have sickness within them. And if your choice of platform is PC, mm-hmm. well, you got one avenue yeah. for that. Or, so. I mean, uh, shout out to Tyler Man, who, rather than play it on PC, is like, I'm going to unspool my Xbox he's and gonna, play it on He's going to fucking clear so, out the cobwebs, fight back the spiders, and plug in his Xbox. And I think that's the thing about this sort of title. It's yeah. not an exclusive. It's very much cross-platform in so many different ways. So there's such a wider reach for it to make sales. Mm-hmm. And I'm not surprised it's it's done as well as it have. Are you? Um, No. Yeah. No. Borderlands 3, like, people have been waiting for this game for seven years. Yeah. Even though it's only been in development for, like, what, five? I always call it the gamer's game. Yeah. Right? For some reason, like, gamers are all aligned that they love Borderlands. Mm-hmm. I, that's fine. Yeah. I, I I really love the first one. Mm-hmm. I love part two. I think part two is still the bar. Part three, we'll get into that in a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. But I think it's a pale imitation of some of two's finer moments. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Cool. All right. Next one on here. My friend... You actually wrote this. God okay, next it. one on here. Number six, Death Stranding has gone gold. And that's it. We we had Hideo Kojima posted on Twitter. Uh, he had a picture of the disc and he's like, hey, it's gone gold. Here it is. Here it is. Hi, guys. After all this time, I'm fucking it's shocked. I'm, I'm shocked. You're shocked. That this game has gone gold. Hideo got into a little trouble on Twitter. Was yeah. it the photo he posted with uh, churches? No. Yeah. He was talking about Death Stranding uh, coming out, and he basically made it sound like he, you know, it was it's my idea, concepted it in four years, mm-hmm. totally just oh. had a little luck, a little <laughs> scrap, made this happen by my myself, by my long time. <laughs> no, he basically had this big old shout out about like you know how it went from like nothing to something, and gave himself a big old pat on the back for it. And maybe mm-hmm. he should, but he didn't really call out that. Hey, Kojima Productions isn't just Kojima Kojimas. Yeah, it's it's not just him, <laughs> although it is his brainchild. Yeah, oh there's a God. whole team. He eventually kind of mentioned like, oh yeah, it's also the hard work of this team. But like mm-hmm. he was talking about how he chose the music, he chose the casting, he wrote the script and all. And it was like, okay, dude, whoa. <laughs> Maybe you want to, you know, it's a collaborative effort, mm-hmm. these video games. Well, right? It's not even just like in terms of the gaming space. Like you have like your very talented, like, friends coming in from like the the film and tv industries to lend their part and hand in making this a larger than life video game it was all him okay. he plays every part 
he's he's the baby in the fucking weird embryo yeah. thing. Yeah, he's he's everyone. It's like John Malkovich and uh, being John Malkovich with the puppets. Right, yeah. he's the latter. Yeah, you just extend Kojima and you climb across him. <laughs> Kojima, Kojima. <laughs> so they also have a um, and we'll get into this in a second. But this happened during the Sony Direct. Uh, it doesn't have another name. They announced a special edition PlayStation 4 Pro for mm-hmm. Death Stranding. And it, it kind of sucks. It, it, I'm not crazy about it. Doesn't it doesn't look that good. Yeah. It doesn't look that good. So the, the console itself is like, it's all white uh, or glacier, depending mm-hmm. if you're keeping up. And it has handprints on it, mm-hmm. like black handprints on it. And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the art, arts and crafts project that they did there. There's a controller that comes with it. Mm-hmm. It is translucent yellow. That's right. It's piss yellow. <laughs> Yep, it's neon piss yellow. It's piss yellow fucking Golden controller. rod yellow. I don't like it. Yeah, uh, I don't like any of this edition. I, like, I'm sure somebody out there, like, it screams to them, but I'm like, I'm just going to call it out. It's kind of, the controller's ugly, it's piss poor, and uh, the console, they could have done a little something more with. Is it, you know? is it like some beef with like the marketing guys and the fucking creative director or mm-hmm. something? Or maybe just like somebody doesn't like Kojima where it's like, yeah, all this cool stellar art that you made for the game, fucking dead, dead whales on the mm-hmm. beach, floating figures in the sky, crazy skeletal Ludus man, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, is your logo. That would have been perfect. put handprints on this console. Listen, they're pushing through from the other side. The game is about connection right the hands are the connection to the other side i don't know i don't know what the thought process yeah, was for it i'm really connecting Ma- with this art maybe they console. were working looking for like a simpler clean design but it's just like <sighs> listen i love minimalism yeah i do this is not minimalism. <laughs> it's it's kind of like hey guys what do you got laying around mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like well fucking i got these handprints mm-hmm. i didn't really do anything i tried to make the box art this <laughs> made it the fucking console I don't disagree with the color schema. Like, uh, black on white is perfect. Sure. I think that worked out nicely, but it's just like, yeah, could have been something else. Could have been better, but I'm still excited yeah. about the game. A lot of I, people I, don't oh, know yeah, what I'm the saying. game is. Let's talk about it for a second, because okay. we're going to talk about a lot of Sony shit, and yep. like, I definitely want to conjecture about like what, what Sony is going to do with some of their last pillar titles, and what are going to happen with some of the ones they haven't talked about going into PS5. Okay. But like this game, I don't think it's going to be very substantial. I mean, we might have talked about it on our last episode. I... But I feel like we're looking at a 10 to 20 hour game. That's what I said. Yeah. It's going to be a short game. Yeah. Everyone's like, whoa, wow, they really turned this game around so fast. It's coming out quick. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably because it's fucking short. Mm. I, that's the one thing we're not talking about is length in this game, right? Kojima didn't say like, oh, it's going to be a 40 hour or it's going to be like as long as Metal mm-hmm. Gear. Nope, 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 nope. Haven't heard anything about length. It's going to be a short game. Mm-hmm. Bet your bottom I think the length dollar. is really determinate on what you do within it. How right. much time you spend exploring. Sure. Or if maybe the social, the multiplayer component is big and expansive to the world, maybe you'll spend a lot of time with that. But we don't even know what that is yet. Yeah, but again, <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. In fact, I am in favor of games that you can fucking actually digest and finish that aren't mm-hmm. this games as a service, open world, goddamn year-long mm-hmm. odyssey. Because yep. all publishers think that you're going to stick around for a whole fucking year. Yeah, a very small segment mm-hmm. of your audience is Which is why I'm thankful for for games like Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, yep. Control. Like, thank you for giving me those quick experiences. Get in, get out, yeah. and you still have a lasting impression. I mean, we still spent time with those games, but still. But my guess is we're going to see uh, we're gonna see that fucking Twitter outrage, right? Mm. Where it's going to be like, God damn it, I beat this game in a fucking weekend. What the hell, Kojima? Mm. Kojima's like, yeah, it's like a movie. <laughs> it's like a long movie. I also feel like we've seen too much of it. Yeah. Like, they've, they've showed a lot of their hand already. They've showed a lot of their hand, but I, I still think they're withholding some of the bigger elements of mm-hmm. the game, especially the enemy types. Okay. We haven't seen that. 
We haven't seen what that real ass combat looks like. There, there's some like dudes roaming around, mm-hmm. and you gotta like roll and throw a ladder at them. But yeah. we haven't seen throw the baby real at them. Like, throw a baby grenade. Throw <laughs> 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 a, a PS3 or PS4 <laughs> controller at them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. But I, you know, I, I still think there's some surprises mm-hmm. for this game. Oh, for sure. But it's gonna be short. So, number seven. Switch Lite was added to a Joy-Con Drift class action lawsuit. Jeez, that just came out. It just came out. It, it, it launched ju- the same it, day as Link's it Awakening. just launched. So apparently, and this comes from uh, a Polygon article. Thank you, Owen, Owen S. Good or Owen Scud. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lawsuit mentioned... Here we go. We got some anecdotes for you, man. The lawsuit now includes allegations cold from social media. <laughs> Good, good luck. YouTube and Reddit that says the thumbsticks on the Switch Lite are drifting after 20 hours of play. Ooh. Now, this suit was originally filed in a federal court in July. Uh, seeks class action status. We get a quote on here. I beat Link's Awakening over the weekend on my original Switch Lite system. I had only put like 20-something hours on it, and it started to show Joy-Con drift. End quote. Wrote one player cited in the complaint on Tuesday. Why is this happening earlier on than with the earlier Switch? It's a good question. Hmm. Um, I haven't heard anything about this, but if people are reporting that, ugh, yeah, that ain't great. Because like you can't even replace the Joy Cons in that bad boy. No, because cause it's all built into the unit. It's all built in. Oh man, that would really harsh my mellow if that stick goes bad. Because like, yeah, I have a controller. I uh, the PlayStation Four Pro for Spider Man that came out. Mm-hmm. My controller, like the sticks are drifting on on the DualShock Four. Alrighty, you've had that controller for. About a year now. About a year. Yeah. About Damn. a year. It's been a year since the game came out. Mm-hmm. And they're already fucked. Like, literally, every time I use it, it's like the character starts, like, walking forward by themselves. And I'm like, ugh, it mm-hmm. sucks. So I have to use one of my older controllers. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, that sucks. I just got to get another controller. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get another console. Right? No, you're not. You got to send that shit in. Like, warranty and all, right? So that really blows. At least there is a warranty with that, because like yeah. that would suck for people who just got it. And granted, like there's still other ways to play it. You can still plug in your uh, controller through like the little mini USB port. But it's like as a thing that's designed to be a primary handheld now. Like, fuck. Yeah, this is also from the same article. Nintendo's brief public response doesn't address any specific claims in the lawsuit, but does acknowledge the company is aware that quote some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. End quote. The company has asked anyone affected by this to get in touch with its support department. I remember we talked about this before on the show where they uh, there was an internal mandate to say that like hey don't charge people for like Joy-Con drift like problems and all mm-hmm. that like just let them send it in and all that shit. I think that is an internal like acknowledgement of yeah it's definitely happening but I think because of litigation they can't outright say oh yeah we fucked up on these yeah, yeah all your joy cons are fucked they're fucked in the ass sorry they guys. have to walk a very fine line with all that oh for sure and everything any giant corporation yeah. you, you deny 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 okay yeah you got us <laughs> like that's literally how it works right so but I the first thing that I thought when the Switch Lite came out I was like oh okay cool at least the drift won't happen for this because it's like a new system of course they fixed the problem I didn't even think it would be a problem 
I thought it would all be synchronized and hooked up perfectly. That's the expectation, right? Because, you know, historically, Nintendo has really solid hardware. Mm -hmm. And I mean that from a perspective of, I can take a 3DS and fucking toss Mm -hmm. that shit against the wall, and I'm still playing Smash Brothers 3D (laughs) at the end of the day, You can run it over with a fucking Humvee, and it's still fine. Right. I always remember a story from Nintendo Power back in the day where somebody was playing the game Quake on their Nintendo 64, Mm -hmm. and an actual earthquake occurred. (laughs) and the tv dropped on their nintendo and it still worked afterwards holy shit yo nintendo that's the old quality yeah means something they use nintendo products in the military yeah 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 yeah. yeah. oh yeah that some like military museum there's a fucking uh nintendo ds that had uh (laughs) that got hit with like a fucking like what do you call them hmd or some Mm. shit like that it's all fine it's intact yeah fucking still intact still working it's crazy yeah, good shit man. good shit but okay well damn apparently the stick is what destroyed an empire a 100 year old empire <laughs> they should have stuck to board games should have stuck to it was cards actually oh yeah cards yeah, and board yeah, games yeah, yeah. interesting yeah, I'm, about, I'm about correcting you man yeah anyway if you're experiencing any Joy-Con drift, mm-hmm. go ahead and send your Switch Lite to P.O. Box Save Room Industries. <laughs> and we will take it off your hands. We'll take it off your hands. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Because we could use other Switches. You don't need that yeah. stress. We're not even using ours, but we'll take yours. Not at all. Well, I'm playing the Goose Game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about number eight on here? Number eight is this? a big one. It was a Wii. We hadn't heard from Sony and their, their state of plays in a while, or their Sony Directs, as you want to call them. Uh, but they snuck one in. And they're like, hey, September 24th, we're going to have a big one for you. We're going to have more Last of Us 2 news. Actually, fucking Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann were, like, teasing it leading up with, like, little videos. Like, they would, like, mm-hmm. show, like, a emblem or an insignia of sort and, like, just kind of, like, subtle ambient noises would play. Yeah, we knew we were getting a date. Yeah. Like, it was a guarantee we were getting mm-hmm. a date, right? I didn't think there was going to be any other surprising announcement beyond, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is when it's coming out, right? Yeah. I, I thought they would have a few things in store with uh for us in terms of like maybe games we haven't heard from yet maybe like a little ghost of shishima news maybe court of owls like you said before but no No. it was it was pretty boilerplate for for the state of play standard i think they're hammering out the formats of where it needs to be where it's kind of like here's a sizzle reel we're not going to focus or or linger too long on like you know vr shit and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like we're going to move along we're going to get you at a clip and then we're in and out it was like 22 minutes right Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said about having big reveals, yeah. right? The Last of Us Part Two, as exciting as it is to get an announced uh, date, which is, of course, February uh, 21st, yep. uh, 2020, which is cool. It's coming out in February. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Not like spring next year. Not mm-hmm. fucking like October. No. February. Awesome. But there's something to be said about having those big surprises. Mm-hmm. And there was no surprise here. Mm-mm. None. De nada, my dude. Nintendo, they're coming out with crazy shit like, oh, Deadly Premonition 2. Mm-hmm. That's going to get somebody out there and people that don't understand what the fuck that is, it's a conversation starter, yeah. right? And they have other things too where it's like, hey, we're reviving this old game, we're doing this, and it's like, fuck, dude, mm-hmm. why don't you just save some of your shit? <laughs> Or do they not have I shit? think it's because... I think that it might be that. They might yeah. be saving a lot for next gen, whereas Nintendo has this full hand to play because they're, the, the life cycle of the Switch is still young. It's only two years old. True. Like two and a half years old. They still have so much fucking room to play with. They're doing so much in the indie space, so much with their own first-party stuff. Sequels for games that people have loved. Like, to have... 
I mean, it, it was at their own, like, uh, Nintendo Indie Direct where they... Well, it was at a Nintendo Direct, rather, where they revealed, like, Link's Awakening, the remake, uh, right. over the summer. But And then for E3, they're like, hey, we got Breath of the Wild 2. We got all the shit that we're this, so stoked for you to see. This is the shit I'm talking about. They right? have a lot of get-hype moments. And granted, a lot of it isn't for us. But it's cool that there's something for someone in all those Nintendo Directs. The way that I feel, like, Nintendo Directs, yeah, they're something for everybody. Mm-hmm perfect i think maybe moving into next gen 2020 and beyond with playstation we might get more meaty uh state of plays but it's just at the moment and this is why they're doing it they don't have much to show and they're focusing on the hardware and their next gen titles yeah yeah i get that i get that but like please guys Mm. like come on you know bring your best well i can't even say it was like a waste of my time because this one came in at like 15 (sighs) minutes if you're going to present in front of the class Mm -hmm. please Put some care and effort into mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I mean, they, again, they got the format, right? The yeah. presentation's great, right? And I'm not trying to say, like, you know, The Last of Us 2 shit wasn't exciting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it would have been way more exciting if they came out of nowhere and just like, hey, dudes, Bloodborne 2, <laughs> you know? Well, I think it's especially disheartening, <laughs> like, too, because they had no E3 presence. And I think this yeah. is the first time, I might be wrong, there might have been a state of play in between E3 and now, but the first time that we've heard of them, heard from them since. Yeah, since, like, around E3 period. So, like, yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where it's like, damn, what the fuck are you cooking? Nothing? Mm-hmm. Nothing? <laughs> you yeah. know, but anyway, what did they actually show us, Daniel? We got a lot of stuff out of order here, We're and we're definitely missing some things on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going for the high-level stuff, yeah. okay? Because um, they announced some shit where it's like, I don't care. To start, they announced their free PS Plus October games in this uh, little state of play, which is kind of cool. Uh, they got MLB The Show 19 and The Last of Us Remastered, mm-hmm. two big titles two first party type titles which is kind of awesome nice little ploy there yeah you know what i'm saying last of us has been circulating for a while that's a 2013 game mm-hmm. right that they eventually remastered yeah and the, what the remaster came out in i think like was 20, it 2014 2015 yeah it, actually it had to have been like 2014 it was soon right? after it really was yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah listen if you haven't played it play it play it honestly if you have a playstation and you haven't played it what we have to doing? actually we're revoking your playstation it's and gone. your gamer card i already cut oh. the hdmi don't play get the, another. Play this fucking game. Play this fucking game. It's so good. It's it is like good. one of our favorite games of all time. It is on our top 10 of all time list. For sure. Now, MLB The Show, 19. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of my favorite. No, I'm kidding. Don't, yeah. You don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought backward, uh, Backyard Baseball was one of your favorites. No. No? You're thinking of Backyard Wrestling. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's a different type of backyard play. Um, they announced something called Humanity. I'm not too sure what it is, if it's going to be like a VR. I didn't think it was in. a game. I didn't think it was either, because when they were teasing uh, the state of play, that was what they were using as the animation for it. A lot of yep. little people, a lot of weird things happening, but they expanded it in the opening moments of their state of play, and they're like, yeah, it's it's a game. There's platforming and weird stuff, and uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be for me. Yeah, but it looks impressive, because yeah. you have like a horde of people mm-hmm. and whatnot. I think we can very, very easily make like some sort of horror game out of this, mm-hmm. where it's just a horde of people like eating up a city, <laughs> fucking every crevice fl- flooding with people, World War Z style, yeah. you know. But I don't think they're gonna go that horrible with it. It could be cool. I don't know. Um, it's interesting to see Sony get weird again after all these years of taking themselves seriously. Yeah, they like, re- they remember the Tokyo Jungle days. Yeah, huh? yeah. The Nobi Nobi Boy days. The right. fucking uh, I forget the name of the game. Doesn't matter. Linger in Shadows. Like those weird art house days weird. of games that they that they did i showed you linger yeah shadows. yeah i was so weirded out yeah, you're like it. what is this and i'm yeah. like it's an interactive like, thing what? you f- go forward and you go backwards it was, bar- it was like a fucking screensaver that yeah. was meant to unsettle you that Ma- you can maz remembers play. maz showed me this game like forever ago yeah so 
I mean, speaking of weird, man, like I'll skip to it, but they are making a game called Wadham. Mm-hmm. It is the uh, creators of Katamari and Nobi Nobi Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks deliciously weird. Yes. It involved cupcakes and weird anthropomorphic creatures, mm-hmm. which you could not expect any less yeah. from this developer. I I mean, more from that studio is not a bad thing. I love the games that they no. put out. They're fun. They're whimsical. The gameplay loop, I mean, sometimes it's a little schlocky. It doesn't handle as well as it could, but like there's charm and fun to be had there. You know? it, it's like um, they do experimental games, yeah. right? And sometimes those experiments are successful, like Katamari, and that's why they made four of them. I forget what happened. They were doing an AR game for a while, and I don't know if it ever got released. I have no idea. We talked about it like two years ago at this point, and oh, fuck. I I gotta remember the name of it. But We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Are you excited for that at all? Are you gonna play that? I don't know. No? Probably not. <laughs> not 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 triple A Kevin with his triple A experiences. Well let me tell you I'm <laughs> waiting for Last of Us Part Two in Halo Infinite. Don't That's worry, it, buddy. You're gonna get it. Okay. Um, we also got more of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, i.e. Uh, Naughty Dog's Call of Duty. Why are you why are you calling it that? Because of the guy from Naughty Dog went well, Yeah, there are some ex writers from uh, Naughty Dog there writing that it? campaign. Is Jason Rubin? Who is it? I forget. It's like two people. Okay. Yeah. But they showed more of the campaign and it looks cool. And then I think they announced that um, one of the multiplayer modes is going to be exclusive to PlayStation for a year. That's right. People got real <laughs> yep. mad. So uh, they're bringing back Spec Ops. Mm-hmm. You remember Spec Ops? From... Like the mini story modes. It was like the co-op one yeah. where you're, like, you're just doing like, you know, whatever, killing mm-hmm. whoever's coming your way and whatnot. They have a horde mode within Spec Ops that is exclusive to PS4 for mm-hmm. a whole year. And people are pissed because one, the game is cross-platform, mm-hmm. the first in Call of Duty history. Yeah, but you can't play that cross-platform, right? Yeah. So people are upset, and I think rightfully so because previously it was like what a month or two of exclusivity yeah. for like maps and yep. shit, and now they're saying like a whole year. A year is the entire lifespan like of, of a Call of, Call of Duty, Duty yeah. game. Like the next year, a new Call of Duty comes out that nullifies the one previous. Like, what are you gonna say? Like, oh, by the way, now we have Call of Duty Black Ops Five, and uh, yeah, you can you can play Spec Ops Horde mode uh, with uh, any console now. Like, who's gonna give a shit, dude? It is just the one mode, though. It's not like all of Spec Ops. No, it's is not exclusive. Pers- perspective, yeah, here, right. It's a small little mode, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, it's a weird look, right? It's a weird. It's look. a little weird, yeah. It's yeah. a fucking weird look. And the developers are like, "Hey, can you like, you know, we're not really a part of that decision. Mm-hmm. That's really Activision. Can you can you respect Didn't the fact that we do made the game?" Things like that back in the day with Microsoft, though. Didn't Microsoft used to have more exclusive stuff with Call of Duty? Yes. Yeah. And, then they, <laughs> and then they flipped that script when yeah. uh, PS4 came out, and they're like, "Ooh, looks like Microsoft's doing some uh, weird things with this uh, can't can't share disc bullshit." Mm-hmm. PlayStation, what you got for us? And it's like, "Oh." Baby, we got so much. I wonder how much money they must have forked over for just once, like a mode of a mode. <laughs> I'm willing to bet if we had access to that amount of money, mm-hmm. we would do some stupid shit like yep. banana boats and fucking <laughs> Corona slides and all sorts of I would rent a yacht. Bullshit. Rent a yacht, dude. Save room boys, take to the seas. Save room boys in the seas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Fight God. a mermaid. <laughs> but yeah, okay, cool. cool uh, it whatever. seems dope. Um, the campaign was not a thing in Black Ops 4, so it's cool to see it come back with some competent hands. 
the warfare the warfare series what infinite warfare I'm pretty confident warfare. with my hands you know what i'm saying i mean you'll play the you know, shit out of it you know what i'm saying you got good gaming hands no no i mean for like uh finger blasted but yeah yeah i'm pretty <laughs> good at uh pretty good at the uh the uh, the right trigger blast yeah, too yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's cool to see it yeah. return to call of duty proper and hopefully the campaign is good although analyst and people would argue that half the people don't even play the single player mode so whatever i think you have a shout out i do have a shout out i have a shout out on a sidebar uh, from John Phipps, uh, known as Mr. Megative online. He did an editorial. I believe it was on IGN. It was on IGN. Yep. It was on IGN. I read it, the whole thing, too. Yeah. It's called... Give me a second. It's Call of Duty Modern Warfare and the Cruel Realities of White Phosphorus. I'm not going to go into it hard. No, no, um, no. I implore you guys to go check it out. He wrote it himself. It was cool that he got a guest uh, editorial on here. But he is an ex-Marine. Um, he has some experience with that stuff on the, the battlefield. And he was basically talking about how he doesn't think it's right that they trivialize something like white phosphorus that is used as a, a weapon in chemical warfare mm-hmm. as a kill perk mm-hmm. in a video game. Right. As something that is, is used in a way to destroy your enemy. Um, I'm going to basically call out what he said real quick and it's it's kind of graphic so you know a little graphic warning there are some warnings there yeah uh white phosphorus is a material created from the chemical element phosphorus which is used in everyday items ranging from matchbox matchbooks to fertilizers but for the purposes of this article we'll focus on its use in incendiary weapons munitions armed with uh, white phosphorus are also used for marking targets and screening movement but even when not used offensively the results are the same a wp weapon detonates particles stick to the skin and catch fire the adhesive nature of these particles makes stopping the fires particularly difficult and they continue to burn until deprived of oxygen or consumed making them among the deadliest incendiary weapons in existence and it doesn't stop there as your skin is melting and bubbling the chemical is absorbed into the body through the burn itself causing extensive damage to your livers and kidneys eventually resulting in total organ failure that's crazy Yep. That is crazy yep. and he say he goes on to say that's not the only way white phosphorus kills it gets into your lungs you choke to death he goes on. It's very graphic, but I, as somebody who has an experience on you know the battlefield like that and with these sort of weapons, I appreciate him coming forward with his expertise and basically calling it out. And being like, like, hey, this is a video game, yet focuses on you know warfare, but maybe they should be a little more responsible with the things that they're kind of purveying it for fun in a video game. So. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think um, he's gotten a lot of shit. Uh, yeah. online from gamers going like it's just a video game or doing the whole like equivalence thing saying mm-hmm. like oh then how come you don't have a problem that you can get like nuke perks in mm-hmm. like some of the call of duties and stuff like that and he's trying to like put context for why this is a horrible awful yeah. thing that is actually considered like a like it is against geneva conventions to use mm-hmm. right <laughs> this is a fucking war crime to use this shit against people right and in the game, the way that it is functions, it's just like, oh, your vision's obscured and yeah. like your your health goes down over time. That's not what it does, right? You know, so I I, I, I kind of side with them. And again, it's one of those instances where it's like, I defer to an expert mm-hmm. to tell me that this is a fucked up thing or it's not cool, right? Yeah. I don't have any military background. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, in fact, I didn't even understand what white phosphorus does. But to think that it's like, oh yeah, it's fun that we're using, we got this kill streak that in real life causes fucking organ failure. And it's one of the most hideous ways mm-hmm. to die. No, I'm like, you know what? That probably shouldn't be in this fucking yeah. video game. Or it shouldn't be something that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, this, this is what... 
this, it becomes a part of the pop culture lexicon of like this is what white phosphorus does mm-hmm. no, 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 i don't no, think no. we need to put it in the lexicon like that have a little respect yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, what he's yeah. trying to say and he's saying it's like for a real soldier it is against their fucking tenants to use this kind of thing yeah it's it's pretty wild to to know that that's something that's being used out right. there and he says like he prided himself as a soldier he said that um he hated killing people that's not something he wanted to do but when he did mm-hmm. he did it efficiently mm-hmm. quickly and humanely this yeah. is not that <laughs> yeah i don't think anybody really prides himself well in wanting to kill but i i definitely appreciate his perspective and mm-hmm. trying to be as humane as possible so. yeah so read that article really recommend it uh more fun 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 state of play shit mm-hmm uh medieval demo dropped you can play that right now i think it's the same one that we played at pax yes looks cool yeah. you apparently get a special item if you play that i don't think i'll be picking up medieval no oh, oh 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 and here's something really egregious they pronounced it as medieval Medi- what medieval really it's so weird after all this time why that weird female disembodied voice just shattered my world what the fuck medieval medieval is that a mistake it's got to be a mistake it's got to be that's wrong yeah that's a pronunciation wrong. mistake that's but that's wrong. cool um we played it at uh pax we talked about it on our live show um <sighs> it's fine i think it's just you know it's it's medieval it's not a game that i will ever want to engage with deeply but it's a fun little you know hack and slashy beat em up collect-a-thon sort of game so. It's like Dark Souls. Yeah. That's what that's what Sony says. It's like Dark Souls. Sure. It's Daniel's Dark Souls. You want to talk about something that might be fun? What? Just kidding. It's LA Noir in VR. <laughs> you got me. You got me again. Yeah, I don't know why they're still bringing this game. What the fuck back. is going on, dude? <laughs> Team Bondi, they're gone. They're fucking gone, dude. What is happening? I don't remember LA Noir being well received even when it came out, like in what, 2011, 2012? Not really. People are like, uh, it's, <laughs> it's interesting, sloppy. but like not great, mm-hmm. right? They're like, this didn't need to be open world. Did Rockstar make this open world? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Rockstar published, Team Bandai mm-hmm. developed this game. Now Rockstar is taking the credit like they always do for all of it. What's his name? Ken Phillips? Or the guy from like Mad Men? The guy from Mad yeah. Men is the star. They got the him back yeah. for it. Now that game gave us the greatest memes in all of existence. <laughs> the doubt meme. <laughs> it was so born of this game, right? Yeah. It is. This game is such an oddity, dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, play it if you can get it for cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they re-released it on Switch and fucking PS4 mm-hmm. and all that shit. It's it's a weird game, right? Like it, it, its whole thing was that, hey, we have like really um, extensive like motion facial capture, mm-hmm. so you have to decide if somebody's lying from like their micro expressions mm-hmm. and shit. Interesting. And the game doesn't like land that shit because it's still like pretty stiff in places that it doesn't need to be. But mm-hmm. it, it's an interesting little experiment, right? But apparently, we're getting VR chapters. VR case files, yep. and I'm like, well, well, what is this? Is it like new content? Yes. Or did it's supposed you... to be like a whole new slice of the game? Okay, so they didn't just like rehash like existing content, and we're like, it's first person now. Like, no. No, from my understanding, it's it's new case files and things. Okay, dude, that's kind of cool. Are we gonna get an LA Noir too? Like, what's 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 going on? Like, why are we still like propagating <sighs> no. this brand? Like, this is not is it is it cult? is this a cult classic is this a cult classic what is this we've got more iterations of la noir than we have bully which makes no sense because i think people like bully more yeah in terms of rockstar games you know what i got for you you know what i got for you if you're feeling a detective game sure pick up judgment i'm playing judgment judgment is <laughs> judgment i would say is about 11 and a half times better okay. than la noir 
maybe even 12. Are you talking to the save roommates? I'm talking to everyone. Okay. The world. I'm talking to the fucking world. I'm talking to the world. Play Judgment. Okay? I got, I, got two, I got two things for you. Stop watching Keemstar and start playing Judgment. Yeah. Okay? Big L for you if you don't play Big Judgment. Big L for you, you fuckers. <laughs> a few more quick things on yep. here. Uh, we got Arise, a simple game, aka Journey 2, I called it, because it looked like a Journey clone. <laughs> a simple game. I love that yeah. subtitle. A simple but game. Cool. I forget who's putting it out. Um... Oh, okay. So, Arise, it's a simple story, not a simple game. It's being published by Techland, who is bringing us Dying Light. Oh, did you say a simple game? <laughs> yeah, it's developed by Piccolo. Um, so, yeah, it looks cool. It's very Rise, stylistic. Rise, a, a baby game. It's got a nice little um, A game for casuals. <laughs> but, yeah, it looks very, very much like a Journey indie title. That's the thing that got me. I was like, why do we have to sell everything that's not... Like, if it's a game that doesn't have gun combat, we have to sell it like it's Journey. Like, yeah. Like, like, dudes, like, stop, man. Like, just, like, pick the merits of the game and figure out a way to fucking, like, advertise that in a way that doesn't make me go, like, is this... Is this is this that game company making this one? It looks really cool. There's like no combat. You can be friends with everybody. There's no guns. It's perfect. There's no guns in this game. <laughs> I'm like, nah, dude. It looks neat. It's got a cool art style. Yeah. You don't have to have this big fucking swelling orchestra to make me trick me into thinking it's Journey mm-hmm. 2, you assholes. Yeah. We get that games aren't all Call of yeah. Duty. Games could be like adventure games without being Journey. Games could be yeah. adventure games without being Journey. <laughs> He's losing his mind. He's so mad right now. So mad, dude. Um, we also got the official announcement of After Party coming to us um, from Night School Studio on PS4. Okay. That's cool. I'm into After Party. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this again and again and again, and right now there is currently a PlayStation Flash sale. Mm. Pick up Oxenfree. Yes, because it's from the same studio. Oxenfree is one of the best indie games that i have played in my life after party is a game where uh two friends end up going to hell because they die yeah and they find out about a loophole they can get out of hell if they can out party the devil satan himself so here it is in after party you are milo and lola recently deceased best buds who suddenly find themselves staring down an eternity in hell but there's a loophole like you said outrig satan and he'll grant you re-entry to earth that's awesome. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm going to pick it up day one. What adventures will you stumble through in the underworld? Every step is up to you. Time to go on the best spender ever. Uncover the mystery of why you've been damned and drink the big guy under the table. Fucking yeah. Yo, dude, I'm Fucking about yeah. all of that. That's I'm so all, cool. I'm about all of that. I yeah. love the way they do story games. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to go back to Oxenfree because there's like branching paths. You mm-hmm. can do different things and interact with characters in a different way. Yeah. It's like Telltale if it were a side scroller, which is really cool. I actually That's, like that analog. Um, Really love That's Oxenfree. how you sold me on Oxenfree, actually, like a year or two ago. Did you play Oxenfree? No, I need to pick it up on the sale because I think it's... Oh, yeah. you're made it's like, of it's salt. Like six... Salt and Sanctuary, buddy. <laughs> um, and last thing here, we got a VR sizzle reel, which I was so happy about because I really didn't feel like we needed individual showcases for each VR game like they did the last time. I'm sorry. Who cares? Yeah. There's a big VR market for Sony fans. Where? People love it. Really? I don't know. It might be in the Iron Man game, but... I'm uh, yeah. I'm not a believer. I, I I will say that. I think I need to be made a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the PSVR thing, I know it's been around for a while. The only thing I've ever played in VR was Resident Evil Seven. Okay, and even that was like, okay, that's cool. I, I still want to play this traditional. Like I I don't have a good reason to play that game specifically, but like I didn't play a game that was completely tailored for okay. VR yet. You know, I do think VR is an interesting space to like bring games back. Um, there is a title that they showcase that I hadn't seen since like the early 2000s that they had like a fucking thing for it. it was like Space Quest or something. A Space Channel. 
Oh, Space Channel Five. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing that back the kind VR. of funky uh, yeah. edition or whatever, which yeah. is really cool to like as a space to bring back kind of like dead or forgotten IPs and kind of like showcase them in a new way and make them relevant again. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Yeah, VR isn't for me though, so and it's not for you. Is there a Sega anniversary going on lately, mm-hmm. or are they just like a celebrating the release of their mini console? Might be that. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite Sega memory? My favorite Sega memory? I mean, every Sonic game. Sonic Spinball. For Sonic me, 3D, it's taking a rubber band. Vector Man. Taking a rubber band and just kind of Earl. tightening that around my testicles uh-huh. and then taking a recording like, of the guy going, Sega! And like just like playing that as I yeah. can. Uh, okay. That became very <laughs> Pavlovian for you in a weird sexual way that I wasn't ready for. I, I preferred the other one. Sega! <laughs> Anyway, let's get on to the main event here. Number nine. We already talked about the piss-colored controller and Death Stranding. The Last of Us 2. We got it in full. Fucking Papa Druckmann and, and co. They full blessed blast. us. Full blast. Full oh, blast from that ND. I'm so excited. We got a lot of details here. Yeah. I should just read through them and then we can talk house yeah, after. I'll stop um, The Last of Us Part 2 new trailer reveal info in February 21st release date. Um, cool. There was speculation that it might come out before the end of the year but a lot of industry heads were like yeah it's probably february yeah for sure valentine's day was actually the date people were kind of circling on kind of right yeah 21st is good we're gonna say why it's it's good after but anyway as anticipated sony closed out their september state of play with a new look at the last of us part two the trailer featured new combat a new variety of enemies harrowing encounters with clickers and the reveal that joel would be returning to the head joel joel billy joel billy joel which joel the joel with the beard and the dead daughter complex oh yeah. joel you know a little fun fact hmm. um if you replay the last of us every time that joel has to make a tough decision he looks at his broken watch oh and... okay when i get it on the remastered collection uh next month i'll i'll check that out it's a collection of yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> to the hype of everyone it was announced that the game will release on february 21st 2020 and is coming to us with a few additions the ellie collector's edition priced at 170 dollars oh, features a 48 page art book from dark horse comics a lithograph a seven inch vinyl six enamel pins a statue of ellie and a rep- a replica of her bracelet but hold your damn horses because it is already sold out there will also be an $80 special edition with a steelbook that includes the art book, a $70 digital edition, and a $60 standard edition. Mm. I'm going all in on the $80, man. I'm going all in on this $80, <laughs> I huh? want that steelbook and that art book, man. Look out, everybody. Looks hot. My boy's wallet's itching. <laughs> for that steelbook. <laughs> well, I mean, the other one's sold out, so. Yeah. Yeah, the vinyl looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, no, no. I want the steelbook. Yeah. I really want the steelbook mm-hmm. edition. I don't think I will fucking spring for that 170 edition. No. I don't I don't need, like, statues and yeah. shit. I don't know like, where you're going to get it. It's sold out already. Pre-order's already filled. Oh, well, fuck my mom. Fuck okay. your mom. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you. Um, in an exclusive interview with The Telegraph, Neil the Beard Druckmann gave a deep Hang on, dive. what? Who the fuck is The Telegraph? <laughs> They're a UK publication. All right. Like, why continue. wouldn't you have done it with like PlayStation Lifestyle or I have no idea, PlayStation dude. Blog? It's just the first person to ask the it's right like, question. It's like when PS5, uh, when um, Mark Cerny did the interview. Um, they did it with The Verge. With The Verge about the PS5 specs. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. The Verge? Which I guess makes sense. 
and I, I don't know that it does, but yeah, I got yeah. you. Go anyway, ahead. in this interview, Neil the Beard Druckmann gave a deep dive on the game. He promises The Last of Us Part Two will be their biggest effort yet. Quote, we began working on this game over five years ago. What we realized pretty on, early on is that we were putting together Naughty Dog's most ambitious and longest game in our 35-year history. To tell this kind of story, the game needed to be massive. I bet it, it did, baby. It's so ambitious, <laughs> the game doesn't fit on one Blu-ray. It's on two discs. It's the Red Dead Redemption 2 Whoa! syndrome. Whoa! Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 move out. Also, there's no and multi- it says part two on there, Final <laughs> Fantasy 7. <laughs> Naughty Dog got it right. Why couldn't you? <laughs> oh my Tron god. Square. It's so ambitious that we decided to make it single player only. That's right. There's no multiplayer in The Last of Us Part 2. We wanted to take all the resources to Ooh. make this game the biggest we've ever done. Druckmann added, this story is ambitious and complex in ways that the first wasn't. And it needed to be that big to tell this kind of story with this many characters. He continues on to say, We didn't set out to make the biggest game ever. It just kind of evolved that way. We got excited by how much the story has to offer. And there's going to be moments where you'll think you're going to the, getting to the end. And you'll realize it was just the opening part. And it's open up to this whole other section. What the the first one kind of did that too a little what bit. Where I was like, holy shit. This is just the fall section? Or on. summer? It just keeps going. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, the removal of the popular Factions multiplayer mode has been met with backlash because well gamers naughty dog released an apology on twitter with a hope that factions might still live on quote you will eventually experience the fruits of our online ambition but not as part as the last of us part two when and where it will be realized is still yet to be determined but rest assured we are as big of a fans as factions as the rest of the community and we are excited to share more when it's ready end quote a lot of y'all like that factions mode i spent a lot of time on it I had some fun with it, it good. but like it wasn't one it wasn't my main jammy, mm-hmm. right? You know, like I was there for the story. I mm-hmm. love the campaign and all that shit, but yeah, apparently people really dug on factions. Yeah. I will say it was I it engaged me more than any of their multiplayer efforts for the Uncharted games. Mm-hmm. I've never dug on the Uncharted multiplayer yeah. for some reason, but factions made sense it right? did like it, it you played as uh fireflies or hunters mm-hmm. and you just fought each other for kills and for supplies and it had like a really interesting like upgrade system yeah it fit the world really yeah, well it but did. i do like that they they kind of made like this this concession where they said you know what we got to focus on a really big campaign mm-hmm. we think it's gonna be pretty important this is going to come later in mm. one form or another. I don't know that that's going to be an addition to Last of Us Part Two in some way. Maybe they're going to try to release it as a standalone. Maybe mm. they're going to be like, hey, you know what? Here's a fucking free-to-play factions, yeah. right? Yeah. Or maybe you know? like here's our $20 to $40 multiplayer expansion, whatever. Uh, yeah, you think it would be uh, sold standalone? Maybe. 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 I mean, like that's their version of Lost Legacy. Oh, that's exactly Charter what Four, I was right? thinking, yeah. They go, hey, Factions is its own standalone thing, but we built it out in such a robust way mm-hmm. that it does have maybe even story elements baked into it mm-hmm. in, in kind of a bigger way. Because I like the whole, like, the week systems that they had on there. And I do mean to say it's like, oh, it took took place yeah. over the course of weeks. Yeah, it was like uh, up to ten or more weeks, and you're basically yeah. fighting for resources and things for your um, camp to survive. Yeah. And it wasn't, you weren't fighting clickers or zombies, you were, it was PvP, you were fighting other people. And yeah. it was really cool in that sense. And I think they could even expand it to be like, you know, PvE mode or PvP with zombies or, you know, flesh it out a bit more. But even if they kept it in the faction's fashion, like, I don't know, I'm still there for it because it was yeah, it was cool. It played cool. really, it played surprisingly well. It did. Like it stupid did. well. It truly did. But um, I, how did you feel about the actual uh, footage, the new footage we saw? I really, really 
dug it. Um, I thought it was very beautiful. Um, seeing like the mountain sceneries and like the opening area into like the what I think was like the Seattle cityscape. It was awesome, and there were some moments that kind of reminded me of Red Dead, like uh, these cinematic conversations on horses. There was a horse. There was a horse. I'm like, oh, it's Red Is Dead. Is this too. Red Dead? <laughs> it's on two discs. I'm confused. Yeah. Let me yeah. see the dog ball mechanic. Um, but <laughs> but no, I'm I'm super into it. I like that the combat is a bit more in depth. There's so much more Ellie can do in terms of like you know stealth or sneaking around or fucking sliding and using her bow and arrow or like distracting clickers or anything mm-hmm. like that. And apparently there's a new like enemy AI system in terms of like the dogs. They you can sniff out your scent. They can sniff out your scent. Yeah. But I mean, like with any enemy in the game, you could choose to completely go around them or you can take them out. The one of the most horrible things that i read uh because they uh, a lot of publications got a hands-on review of it mm-hmm. um every human enemy you encounter mm-hmm. has a name so when you kill them uh-huh. people like call and go like craig like yeah. the rest of like the team laments their death that is unsettling as fuck yeah. I mean, it gives so much more personality to the world. Right. Like, it's a real world, mm-hmm. you know? I, well, it doesn't I, feel like that Days Gone effect where, like, enemy AIs are just copy and pasted. There's, like, 10 to 20, and you're going to see them over and over again. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, no, no salt, you know, to, to bend, but, like, there were a lot of repeating enemies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's open world, man. Yeah. It's open world. It's open world. Uh, yeah. What about, how did that trailer sit with you? I am excited about it. I think my only reservation is something that's been called out online mm-hmm. a lot is that uh, Ellie has kind of a um, growing infatuation with a character named Dinah, mm-hmm. Dina, I think it is. Uh, we saw her kissing her in the initial trailer mm-hmm. that they revealed at E3 when Sony thought that that was still something that they should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it's... We see it as a trope in TV especially where it's like, hey, here's a gay couple, mm-hmm. kill one of them. And that's their character motivation. Yeah, you actually called that out, and I didn't realize it was a thing in, like, homosexual relationships. And I was like, oh, wow, they really did the whole girlfriend in the freezer thing here in, in such a way I was like... Girlfriend in the freezer is yeah. a fridge, fridge the girlfriend. Fridge the girlfriend, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is it goes back to a Green Lantern comic book where it's like, here's this girlfriend that had, like, no motivation mm-hmm. for uh, Kyle Rayner or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's nerd stuff. And suddenly one day, like, one of his villains just, like, killed her and stuffed her into a fridge. And he opens mm-hmm. and he goes like... Rah! and he goes on a revenge quest and it's very obvious that ellie is on a revenge quest and Mm -hmm. it doesn't i just i don't like if that's the catalyst of it right Mm -hmm. i hope it's a little more interesting than that knowing naughty dog it's going to be naughty dog says more interesting stuff like that i hope they're very cognizant of the fact where it's like you you, dude you already lost riley Mm -hmm. you know like that was um her teenage love interest Mm -hmm. from uh left behind dlc for uh, last of us part one it's interesting because following that arc we didn't see her go on a revenge quest or anything like that we saw her approach the world more carefully more lovingly right and thoughtfully and she was still she still had that like humanity that made her made us fall like fall in love with Ellie. Mm-hmm. In this game she's very different, mm-hmm. right? She's very yes. grizzled. hellbent, grizzled, and maybe that's the thing that's like naturally, you know, comes into it. And I mm-hmm. hope um Neil's already said that uh Joel's a big part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's gonna be that interplay of like, hey, Joel is saying, You're exactly at where I was mm-hmm. in part one. You know, yeah, it's like I I thought the world was one way and maybe you're wrong. Well, it's interesting, too, because like in The Last of Us Part One, 
she was really only out in the world for a very little amount of time. Right. Whereas, like, she was born in, like, a camp and had Mm -hmm. known that lifestyle and didn't really know what it was like to be out with the hunters and the clickers and and living like that until she met Joel and the Fireflies, you know? So it it probably fucking adds some years to you and makes you a little sharp on the edges, like, being out there and and having to survive day to day like that. losing people. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure she even, you know, took a little bit of... She internalized it, but the, the betrayal she might have felt from Joel and kind of move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Like, an, it's an unspoken thing, but, like, I know she knows. Yeah, like, there's <laughs> in just one line of dialogue yeah. when he's like, she's like, what the hell are you doing here? Mm-hmm. It almost seems like, yeah, that trust was lost a long time yeah. ago. Maybe they're on weird ground together. Mm-hmm. Like, the none of the trailers so far have really shown them being together mm-hmm. a bunch, so. Yeah, I, a lot of the speculation was that, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's dead or a ghost in the game. I'm like, no, he's yeah. gonna be in it, like. Yeah, yeah, actually, from the gameplay um, that was uh, given out to the press, you know, uh, that they're writing on, mm-hmm. uh, Dina is your companion mm. for a lot of those elements. Interesting. And they kind of bolstered her AI and yeah. and such, like, where, like, the... the <laughs> they're very proud of the fact that in the original Last of Us, when a companion character, like, would shoot at enemies, mm-hmm. it was kind of, like, for show. They weren't doing, like, accurate damage. Yeah. Now they are. Okay, cool. Like, they're actually, like, affecting the world yeah. as much as you are. For as much as you spent with, like, companion characters in that mm-hmm. game, they felt kind of dumb and just kind of there as, like, set dressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I hope I hope the, in- the story is more interesting than just, like, oh, fuck, she just dies, mm-hmm. you know? And it seems that that's all the tra- trailers are leading up to that. Mm-hmm. But it can't be that, right? No, I feel like they're gonna that. they're gonna pull one out from under us. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a big old naughty dog surprise. Neil stroking his beard and going, "The gamers don't know what they're in for." I mean, I imagine this game is gonna be like fifteen to thirty hours long in terms of like a campaign. Potentially, yeah, potentially. And they... I don't I don't know what they're trying to do in terms of like open world or mini open world segments. Like The Last of Us Part One had that where it's like you can explore areas within like story segments, but then like once you moved on from it, you moved on. Right, it was a very curated experience. Yeah, right? so I'm wondering if they're gonna there's gonna be a bit more exploration akin to like uncharted 4 you know potentially yeah i think that would be cool i think it would be only makes sense that they add that shit in there mm-hmm. especially since we're like you know walk around the pnw in this game yeah seattle i want to see fucking i want to see the comet i want to see numos i want to see her around all that shit i want to see the seattle freeze I see, yeah i want to <laughs> see her out there killing in the seattle freeze i want to see a bunch of tech bros yeah. awkwardly hit on the few women that are at a bar you know it's uh, gonna be great i mean yeah it's a different world but sure no, 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 it'll be yeah. the same, it'll be the same. She's going to get same. hit on for her fucking, her tattoo. Oh, the one right. tattoo, right? Yeah. Oh, you seem pretty down to earth. You seem pretty like, down to You want to get face. a drink? <laughs> Boom! You're not my type. <laughs> Fuck you! Uh, but I'm excited. Last mm-hmm. of Us coming out in February. Good time for it. There was no way I wasn't going to be excited for it. Like, oh, whenever they release it, I'm no. fucking, I'm all in. I'm day one. I'm going to take off like that day and I'm the next it. day of work. I'm in it. I'm so fucking there for it. Um, release window, though, is kind of fucky. Is the thing because we're back to back to back with like big AAA releases. Yeah, uh, The Last of Us in February, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII in March, in March, and then it's only one part. <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty. What was that? Twenty seventy one, twenty seventy two, eighteen eighty six. What year is that game? I don't <laughs> Cyberpunk eighteen eighty six. Colonial Cyberpunk. No, it's twenty twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seventy seven. Twenty seventy seven. There's Come- another game around there that was happening, and I was like, oh, really? I mean, it's not Death Stranding. There's Sony was smart game. enough to fucking clear that yeah, one yeah, out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's the last. That's the last plunker they have this mm-hmm. year, huh? Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good time for it. I think it's gonna fucking kick off 2020 with mm-hmm. a bang. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult for mm-hmm. a lot of other games to like match up to. I think Cyberpunk's got it, but fuck, you know, 
I love Last of Us. I, I do too. I do. You, do you think it has the potential to carry the same weight that the first one did, though? Like, that's the hard thing about sequels. Like, you know, how does it live up to its predecessor? I got to tell you, Naughty Dog's been on this track and, and uh, you know, it's not just credit to Neil Druckmann. It's credit to the whole crew. I never thought I would feel the ways I did coming out of Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. right? That story had kind of like a, I wouldn't even say it's a darker story. It mm-hmm. just had more gravity to it, yeah. right? It had more legacy to it, and it felt like a culmination of all of their efforts. Mm-hmm. This is the game after Uncharted 4. Yeah. I'm really excited for like what that looks like and mm-hmm. what that means uh, for them as a company and how they can follow up with, with The Last of Us original, because mm-hmm. I got to say... The original Last of Us was kind of like a new direction for Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. It was a new identity. It wasn't just like, hey, we're making adventure games and, you know, we have a legacy of like Jack and Daxter. It was like, no, we can make titles that tug on you emotionally, that mean something and feel important and everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. We can do that. This is a continuation of that. I'm, I'm super interested to mm-hmm. see where that goes. So, yeah, super excited about that. But let's outro this episode, dog. Yeah. Let's talk about the games we've been playing. Let us talk about... Let me start with a quick one, right? Sure. Because I, I didn't beat it. Okay. I didn't beat I it. I mean, it's not a very long game anyway, right? No. It's like a two-hour game, three-hour game? Who knows? Because I didn't beat it. But I, I hear it's like two hours. Okay. I have been playing Untitled Goose Game. Cousin Goose Mayhem. Yo, it was 15 bucks, yeah. right? Like, it's supposed to be 20 bucks, but they did mm-hmm. like, oh, here's a special launch price. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to get it on my Switch. Mm-hmm. I need... I wanted to... I'm turning the Switch into like this kind of... Um, stomping ground for indie games mm-hmm. right you got ape out like last year or earlier this year rather. ape out earlier this year yeah. i got that shit i really want to get river city girls oh now. i hear nothing but good things i played that. it with earphone yeah. at first i wasn't digging it mm. and then like i started to get into it i was like oh okay this is it's really a good. sequel to um river city ransom yeah. yep. Yep, yep 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 it's got a cool style it's really cool, cool. um actually yeah i can kind of talk about that game that because i played a bunch of it mm. um it's really fucking good it's got a great style i think it's really funny the mm. writing is really on point and river uh, city girls right river city okay, girls not yeah. Goose game. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. masako and uh the other chick they're mm. they're they're great they're like back in the interplay is fucking great mm. i love that the entire school's against them to kill them it's like battle royale with like a mix of like um just like streets of rage beat em up style yeah super recommend that game that's honestly all i need to say about okay, it. okay cool so at first i wasn't digging because i was playing as masako and she's really slow mm-hmm. and i was like telling her i was like dude i'm not digging this yeah. and then like when you unlock more abilities and do more shit it's like oh fuck nah this game does make sense it, yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. reminds me of like scott pilgrim versus the world the game where like that's what each he was saying character yeah. had a different like play style and you could actually like upgrade them in little ways that felt meaningful for sure it, yeah. it very much vibes with scott pilgrim and also why isn't scott pilgrim on the switch licensing is the actual uh, yeah, reason is. but it's fucked up that one of the best beat-em-ups in this realm is not on the switch so fucking good and music by anamanaguchi anamanaguchi so good anamanaguchi goose game goose game talk to me about this goose what did I call this game? I called it a, um, it's basically a coffee table game, right? <laughs> it's a conversation piece. Yeah, you did. And it's stemming a lot of conversation. A lot of people love the goose. Mm-hmm. They love the chaos of the goose. The goose is on the loose. Uh, here's a quick byline of the game. You play as a goose <laughs> and you are in an environment where you have to basically reign a little chaos, but you can't do much as a goose. All you can mm-hmm. do is honk. 
mm-hmm. or grab things with your beak and move them elsewhere. Okay. And you, you're given a few goals, right? You can open up this little notepad of like tasks that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, get the gardener wet or steal his keys yeah. or uh, create a picnic using mm-hmm. all of the, like the fruits and vegetables in his garden. Inside and like, a riot. Uh, yeah. Start a coup. <laughs> 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 and and that's the whole through line of the game right and it's it's fun it's like a little physics based kind of puzzle game you mm-hmm. got to figure out like oh okay how am i going to get this gardener all wet and you find out it's like oh let me go over to this fucking like hose and like bite the cord okay. and start spraying them with the sprinkler and stuff like that kind of thing right mm-hmm. and it's cute and it's fun the art style is very like you know neat mm-hmm. um and that's that's really about it about okay. it right uh, it reminds me a lot of Donut County. I know you're you're a big believer. Uh, I love Donut County. In Donut County. Shout out to Ben Esposito. But yeah, it, and Anna it's a very quick kind of like get in, get out. It's a neat little indie concept and that's about it to it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not this deep fucking like replayable experience or anything like that. How many that. missions deep would you say that you've gotten? I'm like like three missions deep okay. I, got, I got to the town and basically i'm i'm raining hell on this kid there who's mm-hmm. apparently afraid of geese okay and every time i honk at him he goes like running and i got him stuck in a fucking phone booth and he he called like a nearby store he's afraid this goose is fucking yeah. conquering me and then the proprietor comes outside and goes well a goose <laughs> and you know it's it's great i think my one question otherwise would be how's the music is, is there any standout music or is it just kind of like ambient noises it's very ambient goose yeah. noises yeah it doesn't stand out yeah, okay. it's, yeah. Okay. it's like a little little piano jams and okay. all that and when you get on your goose in and all that like it the piano like picks up and all that it okay. it's fun it's fun it's a it's a cute game right like that's that's really what i got for you on that front. interesting developed by house 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 by panic house house uh have they put out any other games they might have um house house is an indie studio based in melbourne australia it is their second project interesting okay house house cited super mario 64 as the initial inspiration for the type of game that they wanted to build they wanted the player to control a character who could run around in a 3d environment interesting the previous game was push me pull you cool it looks neat i'll pick it up eventually because uh, I like those like kind of physics-based, whimsical puzzle games. I really do. I think they're neat. Donut County is like one of my standout titles from last year. And I'm trying to think of like another puzzle game of the sort. Because like Katamari is not a puzzle game. No, no, no. no it's no. definitely physics-based in a way. God, the closest thing I have is Donut County, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. That's mm-hmm. the one where I'm like, yep, that's yeah. basically this game. Cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. Sweet. Goose game. Play it. Play it. It's got a lot of memes. Everybody's talking about it. I feel like the awesome. I feel like the memeage that's happening is like <laughs> overshadowing the what the game actually is. The memes is. of like the goose with a knife in its mouth. <laughs> yeah, like don't expect this game where you're fucking like cutting open people's ankles with yeah, like yeah. a goose. It's like, no, it's a cute goose game where he honks at stuff yeah. and, and drags pumpkins around. That that's about okay. it. Okay. That's a whole game. Sick. Do I recommend it? Yeah, sure. sure. Grab it. Okay. 15 bucks. I guess second thing I'll talk about, uh, I Platinum Control. Good on cool. you. Cool. I spent... It sucked because like I wanted to play Borderlands 3 so badly. It was actually this time last weekend, so a whole week ago. Like I, All I wanted to do was play Borderlands 3. But yeah, I was but like, you can't have that weight on you. I know. I was like, I got this weight of the Platinum on me. I was like, <laughs> right. I need to just Platinum Control and get it out nah, and dude. give it back to you. And uh, it was a bit of a grind at times, um, but I think overall I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you seem like you had a tough, uh, tough venture, especially with like the bureau uh, alerts. And yeah, stuff like some that. of it gets a little frustrating and grindy. Yeah. Like there are bureau yeah. bureau alerts, and um, there's another one. What is it called? I don't know. 
like things you have to do uh where like you have certain specifications where you have to like i don't know kill five enemies with headshots in oh a specific i remember part it's of, like the challenges that yeah, you do. yeah they're yeah, little yeah, challenges yeah. and you have to do like 25 of those <laughs> That's and lot. it's a lot to ask of you to do in the post game but luckily you can select up to three at a time and you can select them and deselect them and a new one will refresh so like yeah i was picking ones that were close to the boss areas that i was just like grinding in and just doing them there so i was able to like kind of get through those pretty fast and then I got through the final two hidden bosses, which were pretty cool. Uh, Tomasi, and then I don't know if I want to spoil this one, but I'm just gonna call her Jay. Which one was that? Uh, the mirror fight. Oh, which was really that neat. was a cool one. Yeah, that, that was, was really actually cool like really fucking cool. Yeah, you're right because that shit reminded me of like fucking Dark Link kind of yep. kind of shit. It yeah, was it really was cool. super dope. You come Real across cool. like a um, uh, an altered item, which is a mirror, and then you go into like this mirror world, and it's it's so fucking. And that's cool. where you get the best costume in the game. Yeah, it's it's neat. Yep. It's really yep, really yep, yep, cool. Yep. Um, and then the Tomasi fight is. He's actually one of the more annoying bosses in the game. Yeah, you he come is. across him like in the very beginning, and he has like kind of cursory enemies that kind of just throw themselves. Yeah, at you, you fight him twice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one sucked the first time, but I got through it. And then mm-hmm. the remainder was like skill tree shit. And the thing about that that kind of bugged me was you don't get skill points from killing enemies or upgrade in a normal way that you would in like an RPG or regular like action RPG. No. You get skill points from basically doing missions, side quests or finding hidden locations. And you start to run out of missions. And you real run out of missions. Quick. Yeah, so you have to find the hidden locations yeah. actually uh to grind out that plot. Yeah, that that's one thing where I was like, eh, that's kind of annoying. <laughs> Yeah. But it was it was cool. I, I spent probably like two days trying to like finish up that platinum, and in that time I got I got heavier into like the weapon modding because I forgot to talk about that last time. There's a lot of like in depth weapon modding that yeah, feels very akin to like Destiny or an RPG, which was kind of neat. But yeah, by the end of it, I was like, cool. I got my fill. I was frustrated by the end. I'm like, cool. Take this game away from me. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll pick it up again. It's always when the sad DLC to see because up. like you felt like you did the same thing with like Spider Man, right? You got like super frustrated mm. toward the end because you're doing like I got to grind out these last yeah. few things in order to get that platinum, which is stupid because it's just something I put on myself. I know, and it know? sucks because it's yeah. like you always end up doing this where it's like, dude, I think this game is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like. All of the problems that you you uh, illustrated through Control, I think, are totally fair. Yeah. There are certain things that could be better. It could be balanced a little bit better. But I still think it's one of the most original games mm-hmm. to come out in a long time. And to your credit, um, I didn't realize it wasn't a AAA game. It's a double A game. It's a double A game. So I was I was kind of harshing on certain criticisms about it, where I'm like, "There's no reason it should have come out like this. Like, you know, they should have QA'd a little more, or like had sooner patches. Like, uh, look at like." Days gone. No, I think that's with dis- the weekly patches. That distinction is hard for yeah. the gamers out there. A lot of things are hard for the gamers. Um, <laughs> Big L. When we talk about double A, I can only give you examples of titles. Basically, it's a lower budgeted game, but it's not exactly an indie game. Mm-hmm. It uh, think of a Plague Tale that came out this year is a double A game. Mm-hmm. Think of Hellblade that came out mm-hmm. from uh, Ninja Theory. Yep. That is a double a game they typically put out triple a games too which is crazy so it can it looks like a triple a game like control looks like a triple a game it's still a double a game Mm -hmm. like keep that in mind so there's still a smaller Mm -hmm. team smaller budget working on it but still trying their best on Mm -hmm. that i'm very excited for the dlc that's coming out for that game yeah alan wake and all that shit great actually i can't wait to get back into it i'm sad that i left on kind of a frustrated note i was satisfied when i popped the platinum which is my i think 16th platinum um i was like cool I got it. But, like, I wanted to leave on, like, a cool resolution note, like I did with Days Gone or Horizon. No, I got you, dude. I got you, dude. I can't wait for the DLC. Yeah. So, let's talk about, last thing we'll we'll get on, get on into Mm -hmm. on here. Yeah. Borderlands 3. Mm -hmm. We've played a lot more Borderlands 3 since our last episode. So much. much. (laughs) All I've played this week. 
Uh, I don't want to get into too much nitty gritty. I just mm. want to talk about like what stands out to you, what does not stand out to you, and where are you at? What's your pulse check on Borderlands 3, the gamer's game? Um, Borderlands 3, the gamer's game, I'm going to say what I said about two hours ago at this point. It is good for me, not great. Um, it is definitely a pale imitation of what a lot of 2 does, but it, it does have a lot of refinement to its credit. They do a lot in this game. There's a lot of care to it. A lot of things that weren't present. A lot of animations, tons of guns, tons of options in terms of skill trees and everything like that. It's so cool. And, and the music even stands out in a way that I, it never has in a Borderlands game. Like going to all these different plants and hearing little themes and shit that I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn off my Spotify or my podcast right now and actually listen because this is cool. It does a lot of stuff that's really, really special. The thing is, like, I feel like it could probably have used like a few more weeks before it came out yeah because like some of it is it's crashed on me a few times the menus are really bad in a a way um really slow you pointed out that there's an animation for literally every subsection of menus so when you go into your map or when you go into your skill tree or when you go into your character stuff like there's an animation for everything but it just the game crawls to a nothing when you're doing that and it just it it's almost to the detriment of the well, game. Specifically, like, you if, know? You're, if you're Especially opening up you're your skill an... tree, you're, like, <laughs> there's an animation of your character, like, doing, like, a jump or some shit. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that is literally slowing down the game because mm-hmm. it's draining on the memory. Yeah. You made a fucking aesthetic choice that fucking ruins your menus. Yeah. It sucks. And I get that. I get that's what Borderlands it's a, yeah. is about. Sometimes it's style over substance. Oh, it, yeah. And, and that's, like, that's okay if that's what you want it to be. But, like, you got to realize that, like, especially when you're playing with, like, friends yeah. and you have to do shit on the fly like i can't be spending time on my menus and like no it, it doesn't <laughs> it you know it doesn't feel like a stable experience like the whole way that you're playing and mm-hmm. especially online has been garbo mm-hmm. where i've seen shit where it's like hey my friends like names on the screen disappear yeah so i can't fucking find them anymore yeah and i'm like where are you what are you near and it's like i'm near the desert part uh, thanks yeah. i don't know what, what what the fuck are you talking i'm near the fucking the the the, the catcher ride mm-hmm okay which catcher like that that shit sucks and then i've even had it like one day i could not join uh any one of my friends list game Mm -hmm. like you press join game and it just goes like nope sorry crash weird thing yeah yeah so all that shit those Mm -hmm. wrinkles like that yeah that shit sucks i would also say the map is a little it could be a little more simplified. They yeah. do this weird 3D rendering where it's like all leveled in a way uh-huh. where it's like, I don't always know what I'm looking at and you have to turn it in weird ways and be like, okay, like I'm here, but there are levels that like could be considered a basement or a main spot yeah. or like an upper two. And it's just like, it just doesn't feel as clean to navigate. And I hate that I have to fucking go into my menu every time to pull it up. Oh yeah, I'm like, opening up the map a bunch, and I'm just like, oh god, what yeah. did I sign myself up to? It slows down every exactly. time I do that. I've gotten down to a science where I'm like, I I know what I'm looking for every time I go into it now, but still, it just it could be a little cleaner. Yeah, it could be cleaner, but like I I would say overall, like I'm still having fun with the game, mm-hmm. right? Like I think the core gameplay loot of shoot some stuff, mm-hmm. get some new mm-hmm. guns is still fun. It's still sound. Yeah, the grind of like killing things and finding new guns to replace your old ones and and finding attachment to certain like shotguns or rifles or shit that i love and i'm like cool yeah. this feels like what i remember borderlands 2 feeling like yeah like just having yeah. that affinity for like dude this kind of sniper is mm-hmm. my shit this yeah. jacob sniper is like doing the work yeah. for me i'm glad i get like up level yeah. versions of that same type of sniper i got yeah. my dope torque shotgun that i throw after every reload and it's so fucking effective. tdr tdr oh thank you, thank you. listen i don't remember all no, the gun manufacturers okay. but like 
it is dumb fun. Like I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Some of it feels a little like kind of, mm, um, especially in terms of like some of the long winded quests. Like they definitely yeah. like want you to stick it out for too long. For a lot of fetch quests. quests. And then like, it's so funny that the game like has jokes about like lame fetch quest. Mm-hmm. And then it sends you on a fucking fetch quest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you forget yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I like some of the callback missions that are like from two or one where it's like, hey, we're going to give you a quick time quest or find parts of a thing. Like they did that in one, they did it in two a lot. And they're like, here's one mission in this game that you're going to do it. But otherwise, like I feel like some of the the side quests, they have too many sub quests within them. Like, you know, I spent almost 45 minutes to an hour on one sub uh, side quest last night. I'm like the fuck's going on i want to go to bed yeah already. you show up to a place and it's like oh my god somebody stole the valve yeah. i guess you gotta find the valve yeah. now and i'm like god damn and then it. you go on this fucking goose chase yeah of a million it's other just things like, dude i just want to grind out this mission yeah. man like i just want to be done with it but like some of the side missions are fun there's character yeah. to them and the main stuff i'm actually like i don't love the the twin stuff the calypso twins like they're no fine. they suck like they're all right they're not handsome jack is the they problem are not handsome from jack. a character that grips you from the beginning and it really makes you kind of invest it in you feel his sinister, his his arc, and and especially the interplay with Angel. You don't really get anything like that with the twins and like the Children of the Vault. You're not like, really. Okay. Not really. Whatever. But like the story beats with like the original cast, Lilith, Maya, Zero, all that shit is so cool. Like I'm I'm here for that. I like that a lot, and it feels like some of it's like really cool, intimate, personal writing, and I'm like that's where it's good. But there's a lot of fluff on the outside that I'm like, yeah, you can tell that like. Anthony Birch wasn't there and the writing is not sure. quite where it, it was before. But again, like, I, I think you hit it on the head when you say like, it's kind of a pale imitation of part two. Yeah. I think it's story really is just like what worked about part two, just kind of do it again. Mm-hmm. And they even have a big character depth that I won't reveal that, yeah. that feels like such a fucking like yeah. clone mm-hmm. of what part two did that. It's just like, it loses its impact for me mm-hmm. in that way. But, um, I think overall, like it's, it's fine. I'm mm-hmm. meeting some characters that I fucking like go like, Oh, well this is great. Mm-hmm. Like meeting Jacobs. That was so cool. One of my favorite characters. Like that whole area, actually. We're gonna shout Eden out Eden like, Six. Eden Six is the truth. Talk about how it's the Torok game that we deserve. Yo, dude. <laughs> Yo, dude. It's... You fight some fucking dinosaurs in this you fucking fight part. Laser raptors. Laser raptors. Oh They're God. spitting fucking corrosion and it's shit. So you good. fight fucking T Rexes. Gigantic T Rexes coming at you, and I'm just like, dude, what is this game? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my head, mm. this is exactly how you reboot Turok. <laughs> you have a Turok game. Uh-huh. You're in a big open environment, mm-hmm. right? But you have to hunt these dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and they all have different levels, and you level up too right and so like you you get better and better at hunting the dinosaurs so you can hunt even stronger okay. dinosaurs you craft weapons from dinosaur bones this is to how make you do better it. weapons this is how you do it man oh my god eden 6 is like the mold for what the next <laughs> rock should be nintendo are you listening make it happen why nintendo i don't understand because i want to see it happen with them okay yeah. weird i want <laughs> trophies so fuck nintendo okay fair fair <laughs> to, to pivot off of eden 6 that's actually the part of the game that i love the most when we talked about it last week i was like it feels claim made turok man just because it was on the n64 doesn't mean they own that shit but what they don't it, own what is a claim shit. claim now i think they're bankrupt it doesn't yeah. matter dude <laughs> they're making does the Chico not machines. matter they're not <laughs> they're making um, court dates i love the the travel to other planets when we talked about it last week i was like it feels the same because pandora always feels the same every time you start there i'm like oh here we are again doing the same board of pandora i'm gonna say right now i'm so bored of pandora Pandora. but when you take me to fucking like promethea or athenas or eden six i'm like the game opens up in a way that i've never seen the series do 
and it's really fucking awesome. That shit's really cool. Yeah, I I'll, like hopping I'll around. Give it to that. Like, I'll give it that. That's cool. The worlds are cool. The mini dungeons within the worlds are cool. Like we talked about Jacobs. That whole Jacobs estate felt like a fucking like dungeon. That was crawl. really cool. Yeah, like, I like that. Especially in Eden Six, there's a lot of like side branching. Like, okay, here's a main area. Yeah, but here's like fucking five like sub areas where you're in a jungle or you're mm-hmm. like over here. I'm like, dude, this is sick. Yeah. This should have been the whole game actually. Eden Six is yeah. fucking the truth. But yeah, you're a little further than me though. So like. Does it continue its momentum past there? Like when you go back to Pandora and the story kind of continues on or does kind it kind of like, honestly, yeah. Like I felt good about like going back to Pandora and like, there's like more opened up areas. Like I'm introduced, not too many spoilers, but there's like a big circus like mm-hmm. area sort of thing. And it's really fucking cool. That, and like, I'm like Penn and Teller are actually like, ah, you spoiled it. Yeah. <laughs> Penn and Teller in the fucking game. Well, no, I want to say that like as a whole, I don't know how Randy, corralled all these celebrities like ice teas in the game <laughs> yeah that is true <laughs> like, ice teas in the game i have no idea dude well the the magician connection makes sense yeah. for penn and teller right yeah. okay yeah of course yeah so they show up in the game and that's that, that's an interesting area actually it's mm. pretty cool you, you do like you fight this fucking gigantic like roving vehicle mm. and it feels super mad max it feels really good mm. like the game is getting better as it goes along literally it's first impression of it trying to be like here's the borderlands you know i'm just like oh i'm bored and then when it expands itself you're like oh wait you have some good shit in here isn't the, the poor writing but good shit the bitch of it like we wanted more of the same with the game but we wanted to do something cool and better with it yeah the the borderlandsy things it does the same i'm kind of like mad about the new territory it tries to tread in i'm like yeah keep doing that do this do this yeah you know do so, bigger set pieces I, I really hope that the like the expansions that they do for mm-hmm. this game really keep up with that idea of like fuck what you know about yeah. borderlands here's the same gameplay loop but here's like some crazy stuff going forward. they already announced like a halloween one right or well that's gonna be free actually yeah. that's not even part of the expansions that they're planning they're doing another um halloween harvest dlc okay. bloody harvest thing which apparently like part two started to do hmm. i'm excited fuck yeah yeah i need some halloween themed shit i do too because the save room is gonna go hard on some Halloween We're spooky contents. boys that gives us boners. Welcome to the spooky room. Yeah. All but month. Borderlands 3, I like it. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, and I'm interested for the post game. I was going to play it after this. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to fucking yeah, go dude. hard into it. I hear the post game is pretty cool in terms of like the legendary shit and the vault challenges and all the stuff that you have to do. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm I'm not too mad at the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing I'm not digging was, like, honestly, some of the writing and some of the story elements. Yeah, That's about it. But, like, yeah. everything else is still, like, hey, this feels good yeah quality of life is there they just need to patch out the fucking mm. bullshit that's happening to me the <laughs> random crashes the crashes are not fun yeah you literally came to my room at one point you're like so it just crashed on me yeah just like, crashed. you've been playing yeah. for like an hour and i'm like that sucks yeah i'm like uh, but at least it's pretty gracious with the auto saves i'm never losing progress so like yeah, yeah that's that, that's, that's fair thing. yeah like if if fucking control crash for instance you're fucked yeah. No, because control, you have to actually go to the control point every time and save. Right. Like, so if you're, fucking... like, in the middle of something, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, that's Borderlands. That um, is Borderlands. We'll talk more of that. We've been playing together as a gaming mm-hmm. fam. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to keep that weekly going. Uh, I, I, we haven't I, played this week yet. No, not not yet. We probably won't next week, dude. I'm going to New York. You, oh, yeah, you're going to New York. Going to fucking New, New York, York Comic Con. Yeah, I can't fucking be streaming on okay. Wednesday. I got to fucking go to New York. When so, do you leave? You leave on Thursday? Thursday. Thursday okay. at like 2, so I have to like, be gone. We can play on Tuesday. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's up to you. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay. But yeah, so there you go. We did the podcast. We did a podcast. Good night. Well, as always, thank Good you guys night. for 
fucking listening. We appreciate you. Stop <laughs> fucking doing that. <laughs> um, I guess we won't be recording next week, but we'll, we're hitting this bi-weekly cadence. So by then, hopefully, we ha- will have beaten Borderlands 3. I think by then we'll have played uh, Link's Awakening Remake, because I, I want to pick it up. Pick it up. Bad. Pick it up. Pick it up. We need your impressions. I'm the, the fucking in-house in. Zelda boy. It's in-house Zelda tattoo. boy. Yeah. Uh, again, yips. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your support. If you wanted to find I, us on Twitter, do you like when I do check that? Check us out like on at, at Save Room Show. <laughs> if you would like, mm-hmm. you can tweet at us, yeah. jump in our mentions. Uh, but beyond that, appreciate you. We're nothing without you guys. Nah. Yeah. And if we didn't have you, it'd be a big L for us. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. Got him. <laughs>